Sam from the internet. Hi. <laughs> um, today we actually did another double feature, as you saw from the title, probably. Well, we're going to be trying to do double features all through October to get as much spooky in as possible. And uh, and then Star Wars. <laughs> and, and then Star Wars at the end, yeah. The spookiest movie. <laughs> the, sc- the scariest movie. It's like, what if and then capitalism Star and Nazis? What's scarier? <laughs> uh, neither. <laughs> Turns out aliens. The spoilers. <laughs> also uh, green milk. That's more spoilers. <laughs> uh, but yeah, today the movies that we watched were the original Nightmare on Elm Street from 1984. And I will be presenting that one. And then Robbie is presenting. 1979's Phantasm. Yeah. So uh, right off the bat, I have seen Nightmare on Elm Street quite a bit, Robbie. Apparently, I'd seen other Nightmare on Elm Streets. I just never saw the first one. Oh. Yeah. Okay, cool. Interesting. Uh, e, you, of course, have never no. seen it. Sam? Yeah, of course, I've seen it multiple times. Okay. Uh, and how about Phantasm? I never saw that. I definitely saw that. That's a movie that I just bought on a whim whenever I was still living in Utah. I e. never heard of it. And Sam has seen it a lot. I have. Yeah. And last night, actually, the internet went out, and I... Watch the commentary for the first Phantasm. So, as one does, yeah. yeah. After eating some chocolates of a certain nature, yes. Dark? Actually, before that, I watched um, Eraserhead. So I had to like put on Phantasm to like ground myself after that. <laughs> Phantasm's <laughs> the one that grounded you, huh? Yeah, yeah, it did actually because I also watched. Um, like some of David Lynch's um, short movies, and they're really surrealist and yeah. I feel like watching anything <laughs> David Lynch while in any sort of state but extremely sober is a bad idea, <laughs> or a really good it's idea. Different. It's, it's different, different when you're a little stoned. <laughs> All right, uh, but before we get into talking about these two films, gonna ask real quick, Robbie, how's it going? Not too bad. My mom came to visit for the weekend, so yeah, I've been she... kind of just driving her around town, showing her all the sights and sounds and everything. She watched the movies with us tonight. She did. Also had a reminder of how bad movies from the 70s were. I don't know about all that, but... <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. Uh, yeah. E. Yeah, hi. How, how, how's things going? Fine. Working so much, and it's been such ass, but... <laughs> It, yeah, you yeah. told us a story before we while we were eating. Yeah, and that seemed I don't know awful. if Robbie heard that story. I don't think I did. No. Um, there was a fundraiser at my at my work that we didn't know about. Oh wait, they didn't even tell you. We didn't know. The managers didn't know we had one. How did that even happen? The upper upper management just scheduled it without telling us. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um. So hmm. for like <laughs> two hours. It was just out the door, 
all the time line for a fucking fast oh food God. burrito place. Great. And the online orders were backed up two hours. Jeez. And oh God. some people were annoyed at it being so backed up that they decided they were going to get in the line and tell us to make their online order. Just not how life works. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> it was stupid. And I was like, no, we can't just make your order. We don't even have it. The other people have it. Because like we get separated. Right, right. Onlines right. are somewhere else unless we're understaffed. Right. But <laughs> yeah, so that was annoying and super awful. Yeah. That sounds I super awful. I stayed an extra hour because I didn't want to leave my coworkers. No. And then I just left after that. Oh. <laughs> You're like, I, I got to help I these put guys in out. Like, I mean, I was only scheduled seven hours. I put like eight and a half. Hey, there you go. Yeah, you did more than you That was awful. Needed. I mean, I get paid the same, which is the shitty part. Yeah. Uh, and I, th- I think I cut you off, Robbie. Have you been having fun with your mom this weekend? Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, I don't think <laughs> your guys' place is the only place I was busy this weekend because, uh, like I said, me and her, before the podcast, we went to go try to get breakfast, and we left at, like, 9 and went to three different places, and all of them had, like, a line waiting outside to get in to the place, and then, like, we didn't actually eat until almost 11.30. Yeah. I also didn't eat until almost 11.30, but that's just because getting out of bed seemed hard today, hmm. and then I ate a bowl of Cheerios. I ate at like 5.30 p.m. Oh, wait, that was here. Yeah. Oh. That was my first meal today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just like the part of E's story wherever he was just like, I can't leave my coworkers behind. It's going to be too busy for them. And then after an hour and a half, it's like, yeah, fuck this place. I mean, the fundraiser ended. Okay. Just, on the other hand, though, I don't like this place that much. I was debating, really. <laughs> Cause like I was, it was like the end of my shift, and I was sitting there like, should I ask my manager if she wants me to stay? <laughs> and I was like, hey, do you need me to stay like an hour? And she's like, please. <laughs> and it was awful. Um, yeah, that's that's work. Sounds like work. I just like it baffles me. I don't understand why anyone would like sit in a line for an hour for fucking fast food burrito. Dude, there are people that like. When an in and out opened here, they stayed in line for 16 hours in their fucking car. I don't, like, Why? what's the yeah. point? Like, didn't a fight start because of that? Yeah, a fight started, and then, like, I remember you Googling it, and you could literally drive to the next state over, get it, and come back faster than people were waiting in line here. <laughs> yeah. That's stupid. <laughs> I blame people just... capitalism culture. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. It was just one of those things, I think, where people just wanted to be the first. Yeah. The first to experience it in that one location, <laughs> which is really dumb. But yeah. Yeah. Also, I do also have another quick shitty work story. Oh, um, okay. Yesterday, uh, uh, you guys, your, uh, your wife was texting me about this. Um, all of the internet went down. Oh, at our place. Oh, it went down there too. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. I think it was. Are you talking about yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was everywhere because it went down to my place too. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, that fucked up all our orders and we couldn't oh. receive any online orders. They oh. were still so placed. I'm guessing, <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing we all have the same internet provider then. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. I, guess. I, I wasn't yeah. home, so I couldn't tell you if my internet provider worked, but yeah. So that think- happened. And for, like, three hours, I had to go up to people who were, like, coming up, and I was like, hey, if you ordered with us, just get in line and tell us your order again. Oh, that sucks. If you're DoorDash, just cancel. 
Oh, that sucks. So, like, oh, <laughs> those people drove all the way to our restaurant just to be told, hey, we can't do anything. Sorry, bye. Yeah, that's yeah. bad. Uh, also, I'm guessing yours was fine because the internet didn't go back up till midnight last night. No, we. I couldn't yeah. clock out. Oh. I just had to write down on a piece of paper when I... I should have wrote down later than I did. Take it back on it. No, but. don't do that. We've had this talk. <laughs> don't time fraud. What is that? Like, fraud? Yeah. Yeah. They're time frauding me anyways. <laughs> They're paying you just poorly. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even pay me for breaks, which they told me specifically they were supposed to. That's, they have to. Nope. Legally, a 15-minute uh, break, they have to pay you. I don't have 15-minute breaks there. Oh. <laughs> yeah, okay. I was going to say, like, mine, like, they pay for 15-minute breaks where I work, but they actually... Whenever we start working longer shifts, they turn down to 10-minute breaks. How's that yeah. work? <laughs> but there's that. They don't pay us for lunch, though. We have to actually clock out for lunch. Well, that's yeah. the thing. They, were, they used what? to pay us for lunch. Okay. And then they just stopped, I guess. But oh. it still says they do to me. I just don't actually get that money. Oh. That's that shitty. sounds illegal. I feel like this is all illegal, guys. You need to fucking... <laughs> I like <laughs> having somebody. a place to live. <laughs> I don't like, know. Like the... I, I don't get like breaks or anything either. But there's a reason for that because there's like a loophole or whatever, like saying in the laws for the state, like if you can't like, um, like realistically, like go out for lunch or like have an uninterrupted break or anything because you don't have anybody to cover for you, then like you don't get breaks or lunch. It doesn't matter how long you fucking work. I think that's yeah. the loophole they use at my place. You guys work at, like, actual companies and shit? We're, under, we're fucking <laughs> understaffed. Cool. I mean, I don't know. I still actually like the job for the most part, which is why I don't want to, like, reveal the name of the job on the podcast. Who's your exact manager? What's their car look like? Brown. Ooh, all right. <laughs> How is the Nightmare on Host Street? How is Sam doing, actually? Okay. On what? <laughs> oh, it sounded like you yeah, said Yeah, I'm the nightmare on the street. <laughs> on the street. <laughs> <laughs> on A Street. Somewhere. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm okay. Like, nothing really changes with me. <laughs> so, there you go. Like an awful fever dream life. <laughs> On where you can get drunk, though. <laughs> I, I guess nothing inherently prevents you from that during a fever dream. The dream part. Well, no, you can still get drunk. Yeah, it's, yeah, you get drunk whenever you want. I guess. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> not a lot going on with me either, except I went and had that huge dentist visit and stuff. Yeah, I got the. They were able to tell me the exact amount of money that I would have to pay them. Seven billion dollar. Um, it may as well Close. be. So that's fun. That's yeah. good time. Yeah. But yeah, besides that, we did a uh, a live stream. We did a live stream for Midnight Mass and talked about that for a couple hours. So uh, go listen to that because that's a really good show and that was a really fun episode to do. Uh, anybody, please go watch Midnight Mass. It's incredible. But let's get on to the show, the actual thing, the realness. Let's start off with A Nightmare on Elm Street, shall we? The one we watch chronologically. The one that we watched for the first. Rated R. Not given a rating. Uh, reason why for the rating, anyway. Just R. I can hazard a guess. A lot of blood, sex, nudity, all that good stuff. Words. Drugs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you want to watch it before we start talking about it and you want to pause this podcast, you can watch it on Peacock Premium, which they have all of the series 
except for Wes Craven's New Nightmare on there. So you can watch all of those. And then HBO Max has all of it, including Wes Craven's New Nightmare. And then <laughs> okay. it's three ninety nine from Amazon, Vudu, YouTube, and Google Play if you want to rent it. Excluding the Wes Nightmare one. Maybe. I don't know. It was, it's like a, it was a weird exclusion for Peacock. I don't know why that's the thing. But Might be like different company that worked with, on it. Maybe. So yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and read the description because we already watched the film. Yeah. Here it is. A group of teenagers are terrorized by Freddy Krueger, an evil being from another world who gets his victims by entering their dreams and killing them with gloves that have knife blades attached to each finger. Like he's, I don't, cool. <laughs> they always like phrase it like that and it's driving me mad because that's like an actual gardening tool that I'm sure actually has a name. No, it's not. No, they made sure? it for the movie. Yeah, that's made for the movie. I could have sworn that, that was so an actual gardening tool that they use. No, nah, it's literally just fucking razor blades on, oh. on a glove. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's the general outline of what that movie is. So we already watched it. So I guess I'm gonna ask here real quick. E, hi. What did you think of Nightmare on Elm Street? I think this is the favorite of the Halloween movies we've watched so far. For me. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. I did not get that vibe from you at all. <laughs> you never get any vibe from me when I watch movies. <laughs> I, you laughed a lot in places where you weren't supposed to. Yeah, yeah. I laugh a lot. Okay. <laughs> movie. To be fair, there's parts that were meant to be funny on that movie anyways. Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't know. Like, <laughs> me laughing a lot means I'm enjoying it at least, even if it's unintentionally so. Yeah, fair enough. I'd rather do that than just sit bored like some other movies we watched today. Uh, no, no, what you're talking about. <laughs> um, yeah, like, I, I did quite enjoy this movie. I think so. <laughs> Some of it might be I just like the premise more than the actual movie in some case, honestly. But It's a super I'm, fun premise. Yeah, I yeah. think it's a cool idea for sure. Yeah. And I think so far, Freddy is the best of like the villains. Like I feel like they actually nailed him pretty easily on this first go. Whereas with um like Michael Myers and uh well Jason wasn't even in the Friday the thirteenth. <laughs> yeah, you don't even get to see what Jason's like. Yeah. So <laughs> but yeah, like Freddy felt pretty uh set already. Seemed like a good set, set piece, cornerstone, whatever. It's actually funny you mention that because when Wes Craven was writing all of this, he actually envisioned him as being like a silent killer, kind of like Michael Myers and Jason. And then whenever the actor got a hold of it, um, he was like, oh, he's like actually like having fun with this. He has some like ideas. Let's roll with it. Let's give him some like one liners. Let's make this fun for him. Yeah. And so they did. So that actually made him very different. Robert England was the actor. Nice. But uh, yeah, like, I'm gonna. I think this movie's too long. <laughs> what? I know. I think there's just a lot. I don't. I think could ninety six minutes. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Not every movie <laughs> can be fifty minutes. Long. <laughs> a movie goes at a breakneck speed. <laughs> I disagree. I think it slows down pretty substantially at points. Huh. Okay. E, not every movie can be fifteen minutes long. <laughs> yes, they can. <laughs> no, like I don't think it's that much too long. I just think it's too long. Like I think there's some. Like padding, in a sense, not literally. Like movie. I don't literally think they padded the movie. Just like <laughs> I feel like <laughs> there was just stuff that didn't need to be there. Anyways, I think there's a couple scenes that are weird that don't need to be there. Yeah. But like, I don't think it's. Well, I don't think it feels long by any means. At least, it's not that bad. Like again, in comparison to other movies we watched today, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sure I agree with that statement. But. <laughs> I don't know, like I think some of it might just be maybe it's just with slashers since there's not a ton of novelty after a while. 
is why I think it might be too long. So maybe it's just that with me not getting slashers and having the appreciation of the genre that I could. Um, I think that there's some things about the or there's something about what you said there that I totally understand because like in in a lot of slashers they have to start getting like way crazier and stuff like that to keep your attention or else it's just the same boring thing over and over again. Which is like how last time we talked about Michael Myers starts getting into supernatural stuff yeah, and Jason starts getting annoyed. Jason's already getting into supernatural stuff basically. Yeah. This is way into supernatural yeah. in the opening credits even. So yeah. I think that the one advantage that Nightmare has is that as it keeps going, to an extent, there is a point when I feel like it goes too far and it's jumped the shark. But I think the third and fourth movies are the best of the series. What do you think, Sam, about that statement? I have not seen those movies for a very long time, so I couldn't tell you. Okay. <laughs> I, I think this movie is good. I think it's fun. But I also think it probably builds upon more stuff later on. <laughs> yeah. It's been a lot. Like I said, it's been a long time since I've seen, like, um, anything following the first movie, really. Yeah, I think that that's one thing also that's missing from us watching these slashers is that they really do build on each other and very incrementally add story and things to all the the actual slashers. So me getting only the starting points of each one is probably not doing a ton of favors. Probably not <laughs> now that I think about it, actually. Uh, I mean, I definitely very much felt that way with Jason, yeah. considering like I still didn't get to Jason, basically. Genuinely, I think you need to watch part two and three for Friday the 13th to like make sense as a slasher, which is weird. <laughs> it's more than I can handle, probably. Probably, yeah. So, generally liked it then, Ian? Yeah, I think it's good. Okay. Not the highest of the highs. Okay. It has so much 70s, 80s cheese. A lot of 80s cheese. A lot of 80s mm -hmm. cheese. It gets only cheesier in the series um, as well. <laughs> sometimes fine, yes. sometimes too much for me, but okay. it's, it's still good overall. Like I said, I think this is probably my favorite so far that we have scene okay okay how about you robbie since you had never seen the first one apparently yeah i thought i had but apparently i only seen like clips of it but i've seen a lot of the other ones and in a weird way some they kind of blend together because it's a lot of you know weird nightmare stuff happening for the killer to like that way they can up the kills even more so right um it it's fine it has some good parts to it i, I do I, I think it's also another one of those things i love the premise more than i love the actual delivery of a lot of the original movie because yeah. there is a lot of that cheese in there that you just like, can't really get over. And like even my mom had to stop, look back and be like, I forgot how bad these movies were. <laughs> yeah, that was actually very funny. Yeah. They were very limited. Yeah. <laughs> they were. Like, because there was some cheese on there. Like, I guess one thing that was probably supposed to be scary in the 80s, but just looks silly now is like, whenever he decides to like, stretch his arms to inflatable arm wheeling tube. <laughs> yeah, and I laughed. <laughs> yeah, so, so that way he can yeah. scrape the wall with his hand blade. It literally looks like that one scene from the Monty Python movie where is the cat guy and he's like, which way did he go? Like that joke. <laughs> kind of, yeah. It looks like exactly like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like there's like there's a lot of cheese in the movie, but I know that like it's in a weird way, some of the sequels improved on it because he kind of just leaned into it because he knew it was kind of silly. Yeah, I think that's where Nightmare has a leg up over the competition in that sense. Yeah. Because his character's kind of already built to, like, have one-liners and say stupid shit. Mm -hmm. Like, it's Showtime or Prime Time or whatever the fuck it is in the third movie that, that kills so fucking good. Prime Time. 
Uh, the second movie is not good, <laughs> but the third movie is fantastic. Okay. Can't wait to not get to it. <laughs> I think you might enjoy it, but like, it's too serious. It's too self-serious. Yeah. For like the they take series. it. I don't know. They take itself too seriously, and then there's like, he has this weird obsession with this boy in the second one. Oh yeah, no. The second thing is all about uh, suppressing gay feelings. Yeah. Like one hundred percent. It's all the way about that. Intentionally. No, according to the directors <laughs> and everybody on staff, no. But looking back on it, they're like, oh, yeah, it was super obvious how gay this was. <laughs> this was gay as fuck. Maybe I would <laughs> like it. <then. laughs> but, yeah, like, I don't know. Like I said, it, it's it's fine. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's my favorite slasher, but it is definitely. Freddy Krueger, I will stand by my statement of saying he's, like, the most char- charismatic of, like, the slasher movie villains that I agree. have come out of the 80s and 90s. I mean, I haven't found one that talks yet so yeah <laughs> and to be fair he doesn't talk a whole lot in this movie but he does talk a lot in some of the sequels though he only has seven minutes screen time in this movie yeah just Very short. Enough. and usually whenever he's talking it's like now i kill you yeah well there was that time where he's like hey i'm your boyfriend now blah, blah, blah. yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was stupid i loved it that's a fun prop <laughs> I, I like how they just had a cut to it though they didn't have like a like a claymation transform nope no there's just a piece of rubber on a string put on a telephone yeah <laughs> i mean sign up since it's a hollywood movie it literally may have been a motorized tongue that was going back and forth going blah, 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 blah. no it was just a piece of rubber oh so they string. yeah they literally just had a string going blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that's all they could afford okay <laughs> it was a very cheaply made movie yeah uh i think it's another thing that he is learning is that a lot of these slasher movies made back in the day were made on like the cheapest of budgets. I know. It's the just The tiniest, funny. like, shoestring budget. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. This one worked the best with its tiny budget, I would say, so far. Yeah. I mean, I guess Halloween was super, super like... <laughs> super I mean, indie. That one was, like, super made to be, quote-unquote, realistic until the supernatural shit. Yeah. So, like, yes, technically that one wins by <laughs> it's set in... World. The... <laughs> Podunk Town, USA. Yeah, but it this one having stuff works way better. I feel. Yeah, and like gives the very good. It I guess you know it has the lucid dream feel, which is the what it was going for the whole time. Yeah, I think that that works really well for it. And the the budget was here's here's a fun fact: five thousand dollars. No, that that would be impossible. Uh, one point eight million. Uh-huh. And this was actually going to be the last movie that New Line Cinema ever produced. This was their final fantasy. Nice. Um, Which is why there's nine sequels. Yes, this is literally considered... <laughs> Which one's to... the MMO? Well... <laughs> what do you mean, well... New Nightmare? Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, this is considered to be the movie that New Line Cinema was built off of, basically, because... They were bankrupt. They that this 1.8 million was the last of their money. <laughs> and it made all of that money back in the opening weekend. It ended up being a huge success, obviously. Uh, the reason why New Line Cinema went on as long as it did was because of Nightmare on Elm Street. Hmm. It really did save that studio. How long did they go? I think they're still going in a way, right? I think so. I can look it up really quick. Because I know, like, 90s, early 2000s, they made a lot of movies. They're they still just a releasing lot of straight to VHS even. Nightmare on Elm Street to this day. They... <laughs> They went on to do a lot of straight to VHS and DVD. <laughs> that became a lot of their studio because they took a lot of like weird risks on dumb slashers. They were, I would say, the studio most responsible for the bad 90s slasher genre. Yeah. 
but like they've done a lot of huge movies since then because like they were our new line cinema was part of lord of the rings they did the conjuring right I forgot. uh they did the new it movie the new mortal Kombat. so, so like new, yeah they're still around the lord of the rings thing is weird new line cinema because they were originally supposed to do it and then wb yeah. bought it yeah because uh new that's line what it cinema is. didn't want to like pay the fee and the bills and they wanted it to be only two movies and the whole fucking thing yeah so also according to this little article that i just pulled up is a new line cinema was bought by warner brothers in 2008 so they're yeah. technically still around quote-unquote but they're around as a subsidiary of a bigger company it's yeah. part of the conglomerate yeah yeah it makes sense that they were eventually owned by wb actually anyway sam what did you think of <laughs> nightmare on Elm street one <laughs> um, okay so I think it's, again, I think it's a really fun movie, but like, um, I so think, much cheese. Yes. It's so cheesy. And I think there's like a lot of really silly parts that like is understandably why you would like laugh at it. <laughs> I laugh at um, it's just really so cheesy. much. What's that? I laugh at so Dry watches me watch any movie. Oh. I'll just laugh sometimes. True. It's just like a it's just yeah. like a thing I do. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, there's a lot of silly parts in it. Like there's this one part that's just like I don't know. Um where she's like not wanting to go to sleep and her mom is like, You gotta go to sleep and then she's like, Fine and then her mom leaves and she like pulls out a coffee machine from under the bed. Yeah, and I she's did. just like <laughs> brewing coffee. Yeah, I, I laughed very much at that. Like scene. how could you not we can get the spoilers like, for if, whatever you want to get the spoiler talk for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's not really a spoiler. That's a weird thing that happened in the movie. It, yeah, it's just a weird thing that happened. Um, I will it's a say fucking... that's based on reality. <laughs> you owned a coffee pot under your bed? No. Well, when we go into like the story and how Wes Craven got the inspiration for this, that entire thing of like pulling out a coffee pot is based on reality it was a poor college student what? maybe kind of yeah coffee addict maybe we'll get into it okay no we have okay. to get into it now <laughs> <laughs> but um i think um freddie like becomes a lot more charismatic and like from what i remember in a really ridiculous way after this movie <laughs> yeah um, he, he becomes and... cartoonishly like charismatic later on in the movie to like yeah. the whole idea of it is just like adults find him kind of charismatic and funny, but kids still find him terrifying kind of ordeal. Yeah. I, yeah. The, the line that I was What's thinking the- of earlier, I finally thought of it is the line that people say is when Freddy Krueger jumped the shark to be, shark to being too silly is he's a television and he gets this girl, his arms pop out of it. And he grabs her and he says, welcome to primetime bitch and slams her into <laughs> himself, which he is the TV. That's when people say that he's gone too silly. But I think that's the perfect fri- uh, Freddy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's really silly. Um, but... One second, sorry. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? I was going to say a thing, but I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, charisma um, starting here, but going into the next movies. I mean, what, from what I can remember, yeah, it's been a long time. But... um. Yeah, I don't feel like this is, like, a scary movie. I don't even know if I would be scared of it, like, as a kid. I don't remember 
uh, far back. It was a long time ago. Um, <laughs> but I would like sort of separate it a bit from like the silent slasher, you know, villains, whatever you want to call them. Um, I don't know. This one is this one's just a bit different in a world, I guess, full of silent killers. These are <laughs> yeah. the talkies little, of the silent. It's much sillier. It's much sillier and it allows itself to be much sillier, um, which is fine, I think. Like, yeah, these movies are fucking cheesy and hilarious. Like, probably even back then they were. Um, but it's also one of those things, like, I don't know. There's, like, this comforting feeling when you watch these movies, I guess. Yeah. Um, if you're, like, real big into horror and always happen. But, nice yeah. glass of warm milk. But, yeah. <laughs> Gross. Um, oh yeah, um, there's some cool effects and stuff in here, and but yeah, um, I liked it. Yeah. I liked it. Okay. Yeah, I uh, I also liked it. <laughs> I don't know if there's much more I can say. <laughs> no, that's fine. Yeah, uh, I also like it a lot. I like the Nightmare on Elm Street series for the most part. Um, I think about 40 minutes into the fourth movie, I start disliking it quite a bit. <laughs> uh, and then after that. It's, and he goes to space. I think five is bad. And then Wes Craven's new nightmare is good, but for different reasons. And then I don't like the remake. I own it, but I don't like it. <laughs> Why do you own it? Because you have to own the whole series. It's how no, it you works. don't. You literally can curate your own desires. You own it all and you own nothing. No, <laughs> that's not how it works. I think it's funny that you say you own it all or you own nothing. And then I tell you I want to play through all of the Final Fantasy games because I enjoyed the first one. And you kept on telling me, you don't have to play through all of them. They're so long. Why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> why would you watch a shitty movie? I, why wouldn't Why I, would you own the shitty movie? It was $5. Why wouldn't I own it? Because <laughs> you could have bought a fucking McDonald's meal instead. What if I buy a McDonald's meal and the shitty movie? That's not and how I feel bad about myself in two ways. <laughs> see, you paid $5 for a shitty movie. I paid $7 for a game that you argue is too long. Yeah, see? Same th- same thing. You understand me, Robbie. <laughs> I just you could curate Cut from the your same entire entertainment. I don't understand why you would put shitty movies in it. Because it's it's gotta own them. It's fun. No, you don't. It's fun. Why wouldn't you? Because you don't like the movie. So, I like a ten percent of it. <laughs> no, I think it's one of those. I like some of the uh, how they kind of went forward with the premise on the remake of that movie. Like they made it. More like more of a threat in a yeah, weird way. He's way more threatening, way darker. He's not as fun. That's the yeah. problem I have with it. I mean, I'll give you that. He's not as fun. He does like he makes like maybe two jokes throughout the entire movie. Yeah, but other than that, he's mostly silent. Uh, it is. It does take itself way more seriously, but it's also. Let's be honest. It's better acting in the remake. Is it? Yeah. Is it though? It is. I don't think so. I think so. If you try to tell me that any of this acting, except maybe Freddy, is good acting, I'll fight you. <laughs> I think it's fine. I think it's fine for the genre for sure. Uh I think all of the acting in the remake except for who plays Freddy Krueger is awful. And they're on par. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but I also like I ended up I think my biggest problem is I just ended up not liking that version of Freddy for the remake. He's just not what I want from Freddy. Yeah. He's not charismatic enough. Yeah, he's not. But I think the actor did a great job actually. Yeah. And that's the thing too, like he did a great job, especially considering like there's a little bit of a fun fact with the the actor who played Freddy in the remake, which I don't know if you know that or not, but we'll probably get into that. Go ahead and tell me. So 
Uh, Jackie Earl Harley is, uh, is a guy who plays Freddy in the remake. Rorschach. Yeah. Uh, he also played, yeah, Rorschach in Watchmen. Um, apparently, he actually did audition for the very first movie, and he's actually really good friends with Johnny Depp, and he was really nervous about going and auditioning for this movie. So Johnny said, like, listen, how about I go audition with you, and it will help you with your nervousness a little bit, and uh, maybe you'll get the role. Who knows? And so they both went in there to audition, and they didn't really like his take, but they really like Johnny Depp, especially considering how much of a pretty boy he is. That's great. And so they ended up choosing Johnny Depp over him, even though Johnny Depp never really wanted to be an actor whenever he moved to California. Yeah, he just wanted to be in a band. Yeah. It's pretty great, actually. <laughs> Did he continue in the band? Yeah, he still yeah, has his he, band. He still has his bar. It's what, uh, But the fact that like he continued on with his music and he's mostly just like an actor for the fact that he makes money off of it and a musician because he loves it yeah makes me think that like him and troy baker are very similar just like troy baker does video games because it's what makes him money but he really wants or he moved to california because he wanted to be a big rock star basically and then uh some developers were nice enough to let him play guitar in a couple games yeah Uh, that's actually how I found out that Troy Baker did music is because at the ve- are for the ending credits of um Bioshock Infinite. yeah of Bioshock Infinite you can see him playing guitar with the woman who plays the whatever her name <laughs> so is. so he just accidentally made masterpieces or what kind of yeah <laughs> pretty much yeah <laughs> amazing all right anyway yeah I thought that was a little fun fact yeah now we get into the meat and potatoes of Nightmare on Street yeah. Uh, it follows Nancy Thompson and her friends, one of them played by Johnny Depp, and then the other two played by people that don't matter. Because um, <laughs> <Nancy laughs> their career didn't really go forward from this. Uh, they, they might have. I think Tina Gray and then Rod, I think his name is. Rod is the guy in jail. Yeah. Yeah, then Rod. Um, he's a dick. He's your normal 80s bo- asshole boyfriend who has a switchblade and a leather jacket. Like, yeah. You know the type. Like, Rod, you're such an asshole. I mean, come on. All right, I forgive you for now. Yeah, he's yeah. like, I'll just sexually assault her. That'll solve everything. Have, yeah. you, have you seen a movie from the 80s and a guy with a leather jacket in it? It's that character. It's yeah. Grease. But a, little, <laughs> yeah. a little better. Slightly better. Slightly <laughs> less ra- rapey. <laughs> um, but just slightly. Just slightly. Yeah. So, yeah. We end up fi- figuring out that the blonde friend of Nancy has been having nightmares, and she's freaked out, and she doesn't want to go to sleep. And She asks them to stay with her so that she doesn't fall asleep. She ends up falling asleep, unbeknownst to everybody else. And that's when you get your first kill of the movie. Which, honestly, is probably one of the cooler kills of the movie. It's the exorcist. <laughs> Not quite the exorcist. But, yeah, she ends up getting dragged onto the ceiling, and you see the boyfriend in the corner. and it's a, I think it's a really cool kill, actually. Yeah, it is, because, like... I think part of it is because, like, you know, you see, like, the slashes just kind of appear on her chest. Yeah. And then starts spinning and floating in the air and, like, slamming against the ceiling and blood flying all over the ceiling. Yeah, it's, it's just like, it's very spectacular. Hey, what's the matter for you? It's a pizza <laughs> pasta time. I, and then they throw plates on the ground. <laughs> also, she headbutts her boyfriend while she's being spun in the air. <laughs> yeah, which is <laughs> silly. It's very funny. And that's our first kill is just literally seeing a shower of blood coming down from the ceiling onto the bed. And she drops down and blood sprays everywhere. And the boyfriend is accused of killing her. Oh, and that's he, really what starts the plot off of the, the film. Win- he jumped out a window. Yeah, he yeah. just went out the window. And that's really what starts the plot of the film. Because most of it, or at least like the next 20 minutes, is after trying to find the boyfriend. And then it goes into figuring out who the killer actually is. Which, I think from here on out, we're going to go into spoilers on this. Okay. Oh, no. 
spoilers. Uh, huge spoiler tag. For how old is this movie? Like 30? We can't keep 40? saying this because the point of the podcast is that we show people old movies. I, this is like the fourth time I have said I think it's like the fourth time in a row you've said that, actually. <laughs> Sorry, we're going to keep on saying that. This is going to be the new, E didn't like my movie. I didn't say I didn't like your movie. <laughs> It's a slasher is more my thing. Yeah, it kind of yeah. has a very yeah, obvious. very simplistic. People, I feel like, especially at this age of slasher, know what to expect from slasher movies. Yeah. Even if they've never seen it, they they get the idea. Yeah, uh, the teens slowly get killed off throughout yeah. the whole movie. That's the entire point of a slasher. All four of them. Sex yeah. happens, drugs happen, drinking happens, murder happens. That's the movie. Yeah, but mm-hmm. the only thing different with this one compared to the other ones, though, is that it all happens in Dreamland. Which is, I think, one of its biggest strengths because it yeah. allows infinite creativity with the kills. Yeah, I agree with that actually. Like Wibbly Wobbly Freddy, who can't get past the trash can. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, as a kid, I remember that being a terrifying scene, and it's really just not. No, she's like doing windmills with her arms as she's running. Like, Wee-wa. if I'm not mistaken, I think they recreate that scene in Freddy versus Jason. Jason's running like that? No, oh. and it's all digital, so it looks slightly better, I think. But it's still very silly. If I'm not mistaken, I think that's where they recreate that scene. Yeah. They do a lot of recreating murder, like classic kills from those two series in that yeah. one. So, yeah. The the thing that I like about this is the nightmare stuff. I think that's the part that really does set it apart. And I think that's an incredibly interesting way to get kills, actually, is... yeah. Your nightmares being able to come out and actually kill you. Yeah. Which sounds like an extremely silly concept. Yeah. I think it's cool. I I mean, it sounds like they do it more with the concept in the later movies. Yeah. I do wish it was more about, like, it's the nightmare that's killing you. Because uh, it's just Freddy's doing it in this one. None of them really relate to, like, the characters or, like, what inner turmoils they have or anything. It's just, hey, Freddy's going to get ya. Um, I think three does the inner turmoil thing. Three just does everything the best, and the other ones kind of don't. Yeah, if we're being honest, uh, fun weird things, weird reasons. He knows mo- Rick old and movies. Morty. Is it Rick and Morty? No, it's Simpsons. <laughs> oh, okay, also Rick and yeah. Morty, but mostly Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, because they did the Treehouse of Horror. Yeah, with- Nightmare on Evergreen Terrace. Yeah. Um, that one's it's Willie, and that one I think really did well. I mean, it just was like Willie's the groundskeeper, so they're like, what if we just do groundskeepers kills? That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. So yeah, that's that's an an less like weird reason for me to know it because Simpsons did everything, right? But um, yeah, Simpsons did it. Yeah, and I think they did it a little better doing it like thirty years later. <laughs> who could have guessed? <laughs> so the thing that I like about it that it's based off of is that it's based off of three years of like a bunch of articles that Wes Craven had read in the LA times about um, people dying in their sleep. Yeah. But no like actual reason why that was the part that like astounded him the most or like made him interested in the idea of it. The most is it was these three Asian refugees from South. They're from Southeast Asia. Um, and a bunch of them died in the USA because they came to the US after having nightmares and people had no idea why they came here and they like refused to sleep. They just didn't want to sleep. And then eventually when they did fall asleep due to exhaustion, they would just die in their sleep. There would be no actual health reasons why they would die. They couldn't figure it out. 
um, they ended up finding like hidden coffee pots and stuff in their rooms and stuff like that, which is where that entire idea okay. of her having a hidden coffee pot came from. And like no dose and stuff like that because they were just trying not to sleep. Yeah. Um, they they tried and tried and tried to find a cause for their death, but there literally was none. There's nothing that they could find in the brain or in any of the organs that would cause them to die. It was just um, unexpected death. I think is what it was like uh, sudden death syndrome, sudden unexpected death syndrome, um, and Brugada syndrome. Yeah. But yeah, um, the phenomenon is actually called Asian death syndrome. Oh Jesus! Mm, yeah, I'm gonna say huh. perhaps they didn't do as much work as they could have. It's very possible due to the fact that they were Asian and not white. It's very I'm possible. Gonna say, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And considering what we know about hospitals nowadays, about how like they look at someone who's not white and then like, oh, you're fine. You're just making it up. Well, that's that'll all, be ten thousand yeah. dollars. Well, yeah. like it's a thing with um, I've noticed with a lot of black people. I've actually noticed noted this is that. There's still this weird teaching that, like, black people just have a higher pain threshold or something. What? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, just weird stuff like that. And, that, and you know, similar, like, you, they're less likely to be taken seriously huh. and a lot of that. Yeah. yeah. They, they've done studies saying that people of color, uh, they're not taken as seriously as white people whenever they come to the hospital saying that they have symptoms of some kind. Are you telling me that there's racism? I'm Maybe. saying there might be racism. Yeah, there I might be racism know. in the medical system. Perpetuated stereotypes. Yeah. yeah. I don't know yeah. about that, guys. <laughs> so about this Asian death <laughs> <laughs> Uh But, um... Okay, so yeah, that's kind of interesting to know that he did have, like, an actual basis other than just what if nightmares kill. Yeah, like, that, yeah. Was, that was the entire, like... That was the basic idea of how he came up with all of it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um... And then another fun thing is something that I think one of the good things that the remake did do is they changed a plot point from the original is... No more sex. No sex allowed. Well, there's still sex, obviously. It has Ooh. to be sex. <laughs> um, but in the, sex. in the original script, it was supposed to be that it was a child molester who was kidnapping the kids, molesting them, and killing them, and burning oh. their bodies. Um, but at the time in California, that was happening, actually. So they had to change the script to just a child murderer because they didn't think people would take the child molester murderer thing very well, um, which is something that the remake changed back into. He yeah, it, it did turn it back into that. Yeah, which made him much easier to dislike, uh, which maybe is also a problem for it. Murdering children isn't enough? Nah, fuck those kids. <laughs> no, no, no. You just said don't, don't fuck, do that. Don't, don't fuck, fuck those kids. kids. Just murder them. Don't fuck those kids. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think that's one of the one thing that I like about it because it makes him feel more villainous. But I also don't like it because I want him to be funny. It's a weird, it's a weird dynamic. Yeah, I don't. It's, you have a hard time saying like, oh, he said a funny thing, but he also rapes children. So yeah, exactly. Um, Unlike he said a funny thing, but he also murders children. <laughs> Murder's fine. I understand murder. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Gotta edit that out, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I guess it's the so the blonde, the expendable blonde girl gets killed first. Yep. Uh, twenty minutes of lame and <laughs> of world building, sir. <laughs> sure. And then the delinquent man is killed second. Hung. Hung. In that's, his jail cell. Yeah. He's, yeah. That's still killed. Well, yeah. But- <laughs> Very specifically hung. <laughs> yeah. So it still adds the doubt into like all the adults' minds of like maybe he just killed himself. And they're like, what if we take her to a doctor? 
Yes, they go to a uh-huh. sleep therapy place. And it's like, yep, she's sleep, all right. And then, oh, damn, <laughs> she got fucking stabbed and her hair's changing colors and found a hat. <laughs> Nothing to worry about there. That's pretty normal sleep right, syndrome. All right, go back home. <laughs> That's like, that actually, like, bugs me because I'm like, what's the point of taking her to, like, specialists if they apparently don't give a shit? about anything. I mean, they want to study her, yeah. so... They want to study the sleep. They don't care what she pulls out of the sleep. Just the sleep <laughs> Or itself. that she woke up with fucking knives cuts in her arm. Could have happened at any time. <laughs> she might just have knives. Uh, yeah. I mean, she was struggling quite a lot on that bed, and there's a lot of sharp corners and beds made in the 80s. And hats. Yeah, beds <laughs> were hats. actually just made of razors in the 80s. And and made hats. of razors and hats. hats. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just like a noise... It's just one of those things that annoys me, because like, we have to spend on that for like the next 15 minutes. And I think that I like what it's doing with it, but it is a little slow. Yeah. Still, I, I, mean, I think it's just like, I, I get kind of annoyed at this point. Like, you know, I don't necessarily get annoyed because it's like slow. I get annoyed because it's annoying <laughs> to me. Really? Yeah. Just like the mother character after that's like, no, everything is okay. And yada, yada. But pow, fucking slap your own daughter in the face. Well, she's drunk. Sure. <laughs> so that's the thing that's been setting up. Like, you see her drinking out of yeah. the bottle for a, a most of this movie. And then at that point in the movie when she slaps the mom's like, or the daughter's like, well, if you weren't fucking wasted all the goddamn time. And then the mom slaps her. Uh, it's just like, it's one of those things that bugs me because it's like that. And then it just is resolved in the next scene, basically, where she's like, it's really let's not go though. to the cellar. It's really not the resolved, <laughs> though. I, it's one of those things. The mother character bugged me for that movie, but she's. For what the movie is, she's so much of an overactor. Oh, extremely overactor. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's more my issue. Yeah, because like, that was my issue, because like, I realized how much of an overactor she was going to be as soon as they're just like, how about you take her home and get, or get her some sleep? No, 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 no. I know what we have to do. And then takes her to the sleep study. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then she just continues to overact at that level. So like, this is a movie that's at a 7, and she's acting at a 10. Yeah. Kind of thing. So and She's but- like, don't mind the hat. I threw it away in the microwave. Oh, yeah, she's like, I threw that piece of junk away. Don't worry about that. Who was Fred Krueger? Fred Krueger's been dead. So I actually like that. And they go, maybe this is like me having bias of got, having watched the whole series. Probably. But I like what they do with the story about him being something that the parents had to deal with. I like that. Yeah. I just think the leading up to that is, an, is not fun to I, me. I think it's necessary. Because it adds mystery and it adds like something's going on. The mom clearly knows something was weird. Yeah, because as soon as they say uh, Fred and like the whole hand blade thing, like the par- like seeing the reaction on the parents' face shows like does like the oh they know something. Yeah, um, that's that leads into uh, an idea that Nightmare on Elm Street has in this very first one very strongly, and the other ones it kind of diminishes. But Nightmare and Halloween both have dealing with the sins of your past. Mm-hmm. Um. And how, specifically, Nightmare is dealing with the sins of your parents and having to cash the checks that they yeah. that they wrote. Basically. Sins of the father, if you will. Yeah. Murdering a murderer. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, but that's actually what I like about the Nightmare on Elm Street the most is it's basically an admittance from Wes Craven himself being like, yeah, the last generation really fucked things up and they continue to fuck things up and the generation after that has to pay all of those debts and has to pay yeah. ev- all those horrible things back to society. Yeah. And those, that the last generation doesn't give a shit. Yeah. I think it, yeah. Again, like 
I like the concept of the movie. It's really I, that's what I like about it a lot yeah. is that. Yeah. It's just it's just like some of the getting between the points I dislike about <laughs> yeah. the movie. It's dealing with some of the acting and dealing with some of the in between with the world building because some of the world building is kind of lame and some of the acting is kind of lame. Let's be honest. I mean, it's an eighty slasher. Yeah. So you know what you're getting into. Yeah. Or I, I know what I'm getting into. <laughs> he did not. No, I never do. Turn your goddamn phone off. It's on silent now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and then uh, so basically at that point, uh, Nancy, right? Nancy, yeah. yeah. Nancy just refuses to sleep anymore. Yeah, and her boyfriend's like, I don't know if that's a good idea, Nancy, but I'm gonna eat a hamburger. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's kind of his character now. I guess is he likes to eat. He just yeah. hangs out, man. He's just, you know, just chill. Just chill. Yeah. While his girlfriend's suffering from many attacks. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> also, he just keeps a giant TV on his dick. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> Seems painful. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a <laughs> tourney goer for old video games. I'm used to just carrying CRTs everywhere. <laughs> I mean, I think Dry is, like, thinking of, because, like, that's about the size of the old CRT I had whenever I was a kid. Yeah. And like, that thing was heavy. Yeah, no, that pounds. one, I, I said, that looks very uncomfortable, and also he's probably going to get radiation poisoning on his dick. Not that it matters, because he's not around much longer, <laughs> yeah. but. So, yeah, talking about not long, around much longer, he dies here. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is a scene that he was like, that's actually really cool. Yeah, I want to make a guess of how it is. Okay. If okay. they build an upside down set and pour water through the ceiling and have the camera upside down as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, very simple. Yeah. It's the same exact room that they used for the first kill where she was on the ceiling. Mm-hmm. They same exact thing. Yeah. Yeah. It it looks really well. It's really, it's really cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh there's that and then like another effect that's really simple but it it's really effective is like whenever they have that uh stretched fabric or that's supposed to be like what the wall is and then like, yeah. they have him like pressing against it. Yeah. I really like that. I, yeah. <laughs> I like it, but I want to disagree it's a fact because to me it just looks like he's pressing on rubber. I mean, yeah. Like yeah. I know like that obviously they that's what they did. Yeah, that's, the what, cool, they, that's what they're going that. for. Yeah. But the cool thing is he's pressing on rubber and then it's just a wall again, which is what's cool. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I live in a much later time, so I, I it's <laughs> probably just like okay. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> It's impressive, though. Yeah, no, I know, for the time, of course. And I mean, this whole movie is pretty impressive for the time, even if, like, I'm like, that's clearly a fake thing that they wanted to cut open, but that's still pretty cool. Yeah, Yeah. it all looks pretty good. They're like, aha, what if we cut under uh, Freddy's nipple? Ooh, maggots. (laughs) That's one thing I also feel like was maybe explained later in the series because they had to explain why Freddy just doesn't kill people right away, is that he's not actually able to kill until the person is afraid enough. Because that's what he feeds off of is their fear and the knowledge of his existence. I just assumed he wants, he just likes fucking with people. I mean, yes, but he likes fucking with people because that feeds him. And people's knowledge of him feeds him. If people don't know about him, then... Yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, that, that does very much become a plot point later on in the movies. I mean, that's kind of a plot point in this one. That's what they're alluding to with the whole, like, oh, what about that native people? I don't remember. That, like, dream. And they control their dream and create musics and stuff. Oh, and yeah, if they yeah. dream a monster, they just say no. Yeah. Monsters can't scare you without your consent. Yeah, and so Nancy tries that. It doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> it backfires on her quite a bit, yeah. actually. Yeah. I mean, she thinks it works, but... Which... Yeah, so, yeah, and then the ending after Boyfriend's dead is, like, she's like, what if I pull Freddy into the real world? 
Yeah, because she was able to pull the hat in, so why not a, a whole Freddy? Mm-hmm. So she does that, and she sets up a bunch of Home Alone traps. <laughs> yeah. Before Home Alone was a thing, I think that needs to be said. Yeah. Home Alone invented booby traps, don't you know? Yeah, that was the only thing that's ever done a booby trap before. <laughs> before that, they were just called <laughs> breast traps. <laughs> Dumb joke. Uh, But, uh, yeah, so, and then it's just kind of weird, wacky antics with Freddy for a bit. Yeah. Uh, there's one, uh, well, actually, there's two effects. Freddy tries to kill Nancy when she's in the tub. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people think that that's, like, two different things. Like, there's a tub shot, and then there's, like, a pool shot. They literally just built a pool under that tub. So all of that's happening all at once. That seems like more work than <laughs> You know, the, that tub scene is, like, one of the scenes that actually stuck with me <laughs> from childhood. <laughs> it's just creepy. There's just, like, this hand coming up. And it's, like, of her vagina. It's coming out of her crotch. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the mom's over there like, you want some warm milk? Gross. Ew. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Who likes warm milk? Uh, I, know, I still think it's kind of funny that like the daughter's just hiding coffee machines all over the house and the mom's hiding bottles of vodka <laughs> all over it's the house. It's so dumb. <laughs> yeah. It's so silly a little like, bit. Like, like daughter, I guess. I just yeah. like how it's such like an extreme version of an alcoholic. Like, is clearly an alcoholic, but is still trying to hide it some for somehow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, she, her daughter watches her down forties, but she still hides forties in the house. Not even forties. <laughs> handles of fucking vodka, man. Yeah, fucking actual <laughs> bottles of liquor. <laughs> and the only reason she wasn't upset over the fact that her daughter broke one of her bottles of vodka is because she just had another one sitting right she there. Probably licked it up later. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Um, Just like in Midnight Mass. Am I right, Sam? <laughs> hey Oh my gosh. So, yeah. Uh, Freddy's like <laughs> in all the traps and she sets him on fire. Yeah, which that's the other effect I was wanting to talk about. That The man on fire was all done in one take. Uh, oh, Jesus. Yeah, Wearing they just set up a ton. Yeah, he had to wear a mask, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's very clearly well, a much bigger man. Than yeah. Well, it's not even, I don't even think he's just a bigger man. They just have to put on a lot of padding so that way it doesn't actually burn him. Yeah, yeah. But that was all done in one take from him being, being on, on fire, fire in the basement, running up the stairs, falling down the stairs, and then running back up. That was all one take. They That's set up insane. a bunch of cameras so they could get it. Jesus. Did he get burned? Uh, no, but he did actually win, uh, I think it was an Oscar for special effects. He did? Yeah. The actor? Yeah. No, he, yeah, he won uh, Sasir. One best stunt of the year for the scene. Yeah. Nice. Hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, that's fair because like that's a long time to be set on fire. Because I know that <laughs> really long time yeah, to be on fire. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like there's actually regulations on how long someone can be on fire in a movie or TV show because like the oxygen around you is actually being depleted, so they can't breathe when they're on fire. Yeah. yeah. It's will hold your breath. Yeah. It's. it's and also, up. if you breathe in air that is like that hot from the flames, it could just burn your lungs and you'll die that way. Yeah. It's super dangerous stunt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And dude did it in one take, so I think yeah. he earned it. I think for that long of a take, they had to do it in one take. Yeah. <laughs> I think they knew that. <laughs> oh, man. Um, also, to answer how expensive this movie must have been on blood and all their special effects, Robbie. Yeah. Uh, they used 500 gallons of fake blood for this movie. Oh, I can believe it. Just yeah. for, like, the one kill with uh, Johnny mm-hmm. Depp, wherever they had, like, blood going yeah, into the ceiling. Like- like that was probably fucking waterfall. Yeah, that was probably at least three hundred <laughs> gallons of blood alone just for that one yeah, scene. A lot. Yeah. Intense. Super cool though. Yeah. It was worth it. it. It's actually. a very iconic scene parodied to this day. Yeah, it yeah. is actually. Uh, this entire movie is parodied to this day. Oh right? yeah. yeah. It's kind of easy concept to parody. 
Yeah, I think you even see like the bathtub thing in a lot of movies still. Oh, Diane, yeah. I think even the cover of Teeth is kind of a parody of this per- of that particular scene in a way. <laughs> maybe they got inspiration. Uh, yeah, <laughs> may- we'll have to maybe watch yeah. Teeth on this thing yeah. eventually. To be fair, like I'm pretty sure like a lot of these slasher movies from this time period, like for how cheesy all of them are, did inspire a lot uh going down the road. Mm-hmm. They're iconic and yeah. all of their each one of them has a, at least one song from their soundtrack that is extremely iconic as well. Yeah. yeah. Which, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, it's... I want to say that, um, sorry. No, go ahead. I want to say that, like, watching Phantasm and then watching this, you can tell that this movie definitely, I feel, stole, or not stole, maybe got, was inspired by a lot of stuff in Phantasm. Maybe. Because that was before this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I could see it, actually, because the script for Nightmare on Elm Street was running around Hollywood for three years before New Line picked it up. So I would bet that he had been reading those articles, Wes Craven was, saw Phantasm, and was like, I gotta fucking do something. Yeah. <laughs> he, he watched that movie and went, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, Nancy fights off Kruger. Um, with their home alone traps and then sets them on fire. Yeah. And, then and then on fire, which I think this is a part that's very important that is also not talked about in this one, but Whenever Freddy's in the real world, in order to gain his power back and go into his dream state, he has to kill somebody. Sure. Because um, that just gives him power again. I don't fucking know why. That's just the rules. Dream logic. <laughs> so he ends up killing Nancy's mom, and then she gets teleported into the dream world, yeah, and he gets, gets his power back. Yeah, she gets turned into a Disney ride. <laughs> yeah, she gets turned into a bad animatronic <laughs> with lights under it. Um, and yeah, that gives him his power back, and then you get what I think is just an incredible ending. <laughs> I mean, before that, though, I think one thing for, like, whenever she's fighting Freddy, like, she'll do one of the traps, and then she'll break open one of her windows and start yelling at the cops across the street, help me, he's inside my house, please help me, and the cops keeps looking like, hey, I think something might be going on over there. (laughs) That actually is. Oh, uh, uh, maybe I should get the chief. Maybe this is a big deal. Absolutely hilarious. Because she goes to a different window and breaks it every time. Yeah. (laughs) What else do you do? I don't. I mean, it's, yeah, but it's yeah. Just, I mean, you need to let him know that you're serious, so you start breaking all your fucking windows. Apparently, it's just great that he took that long. And also, every like every window has like these cast iron, cast iron, yeah, yeah cast iron bars them over them. them. <laughs> How expensive would that be? Like, for a- I don't get why though. Like, because the mother was <laughs> the mother was dead set on locking her our daughter into the house. That's why. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna get hammered. My daughter's gonna sleep. It's gonna be a good night. Could have just locked her door specifically. <laughs> nah, man. Maybe save money. Still. Bar one window. She's resilient. She'll get out. Set her own. Set up the ha- sledgehammer trap. <laughs> also, <laughs> also take away the rose wall that specifically yeah. goes just to also, her window. Also, why couldn't she have just taken the sledgehammer and like fucking broke open something? <laughs> Because she had I think iron is stronger than sledgehammer. I don't know, actually. If you just break the wall where the iron is attached to, I mean, Uh, the whole house might go down in in the off chance you hit something load bearing. Better than dying from a weird fleshy guy. Dying (laughs) from your whole house falling down and also setting on fire? I prefer it. I mean, I feel like with the sledgehammer, if you hit one of those cast iron, like, uh, window barriers, I guess, hard enough, it'll probably just, like, pop the screws out of the wood, if anything. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, right? But that's thinking realistically. <laughs> oh, those are cast iron screws. <laughs> oh, <okay>. Sure? <laughs> yeah, uh, there's that. Uh, mother dies, and she's like, uh-uh, Freddy, you ain't real no more. I don't believe. Mm-hmm. 
she walks out the door, and then it's the next day, and there's fog all around. Yeah. And, and then mom's alive. They, yeah, mom's fine, and all friends of her are friends fine. are alive, and that she goes to a car, and the hood pops up, because it's a... Oh, it's Freddy's it's jacket. Convertible. Freddy convertible was the car. Yeah, which also, when they, like, freaked out because the hood, like, popped into place, I was actually them freaking out because it wasn't supposed to do that. Oh. It wasn't supposed to pop into place that quickly. It was supposed to be a very slow, like, methodic <laughs> thing when they were driving away. It just, like, goes down to the reveal, nice. but it just, boop. I think it kind of works better slightly yeah. Yeah. that it's, like, immediate, so it's like, haha. Yeah. Uh, and then they drive away, and the mother's and like the mom turns oh. into a blow-up doll and gets pulled through the window. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> I hate like I don't get the point of having the fake out with the Freddy car, and then also the fake out with the Freddy mom. Yeah, the fake out also doesn't make sense. Two movies down. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> You were telling Apparently me they need to revisit these movies. You were yeah. telling me this is one of four endings. Yeah, they had a bunch of endings. Some of them were. I think one of them was Nancy turns into a doll and gets pulled through. You're not supposed to know it's a blow up. I doll, mean, yeah, but it's I clearly see. a blow up doll. Um, I think another one was just that everybody's dead still, and she's alone. She like walks away, and another one is like she knows that she's in the nightmare still. They're all very similar. But... I, this is probably the best of the four. Then. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I think so. I, I still mean, think it's dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a bad ending. It's great. I, I was gonna say honestly, I think with her like being like her kind of being in the nightmare, kind of just like probably one of the best endings that could have been for that is like her being in the nightmare, and hearing scratches on the wall, and just like her kind of going to the field was going, it's just a dream, it's just a dream, and then roll credits. And I think that probably would have been the best ending for. I, I'll I'll give this movie props that it wasn't a dream. At least, yeah. like I really thought that's where the movie was going. Yeah, I will also give it props that it wasn't just a fucking dream, <laughs> like some movies we watch. <laughs> that's spoilers, actually. Uh, but yeah, that's how the movie ends. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so let's give our final thoughts and ratings on Nightmare on Elm Street. E, let's start with you. Hello. Uh, like I said, probably my favorite so far. Um, I'll just give it a seven, but a higher seven than I gave Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> <laughs> Seven point one. <laughs> Seven point oh one. <laughs> it's like, uh, like I think this one's fun, but I, it knows it's fun, so yeah. it can really mess around with it. And I think the concept's so strong. And if I didn't not watch movies, maybe I would be interested in watching the sequels to this movie. Yeah, maybe we, maybe that's just something we do for funsies at some point. Maybe. Yeah. Um, not, not for. Our- not for now, because that's too much spooky to fit in. We don't have time for that much spooky. Yeah, yeah I, I think so far I'm starting to piece together where Scream came from, though. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Same man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Robbie. So for this movie, like, there are, like I said, there's a lot of cheese that just kind of from bad acting from teenagers or younger actors that are unknowns and stuff like that. Weird enough, in my opinion, the teacher is probably the best actor in this entire movie. Yeah, kind yeah. of. Besides Robert England. Yeah. Well, besides that, but that's, you know. Yeah. As minus villains, best actors, probably the teacher. Uh, other than that, like, there's a lot of just, a lot of cheese, and some of it's good, but most of it's not. Right. Uh, But, you know, 80s, low-budget movie kind of thing. It uh, is what unknown, it is. Yeah, un- unknown actors. It is what it is. Uh, They did what they, uh, but I do really like the premise of it. I do like the whole idea of, like, you know, someone getting to you in your dreams, wherever you're kind of the most vulnerable. And it does leave for giving some very spectacular kills for a horror movie too. And it yeah. lets some, it lets like, you know, whoever's writing the movie just 
go wild with their imagination, what they want to do with the kills or the environment or whatever else with it. And that's a really cool premise. Um, this is still very much in its infancy. So like it, it, I would also argue it's one of those things that gets better down the line, but like they had the idea, they knew what they wanted to do with it and they ran with it and it turned out very successful for them. Yeah. With it. Uh, I also gave it a seven despite all the cheese (laughs) that's in it. All right. Uh, Sam. Uh, cheesy. It's great. I like cheese. I like 80s cheese in general. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like a fun thing. And I I never want to give anything lower ratings because of that. Because I feel like if you're just enjoying the thing, then like... Yeah. Well, that's why I gave it a seven. It's just, I still enjoyed it. Like, there's still some parts that's like, come on, really? But... <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's... I always think it's really impressive, like, looking back at these movies and seeing, like, all of the cool practical effects. And, like, there wasn't a lot of information, I guess, like, uh, techniques available. I mean, they kind of made the techniques for doing all these cool practical effects. And, I don't know, it's just interesting how creative they could be with it um, on usually very small budgets. Uh, but yeah, it. I think this movie is iconic for a reason. Um, it's. I do like one of the things that it does, which is like just the transitions from the real, real world to like dream world, which is the like you can't machine. really tell, and that's always fun. Um, maybe not my favorite favorite, but it's fun, iconic, and I guess I'd probably give it a seven point five. <laughs> okay. I think we're all feeling the same thing here. Very, very fun. It's not the best of the Nightmare series, like I've said over and over and over again. I'm a fucking that would broken be record. Freddy versus Jason 2. I wish they would do Freddy <laughs> versus Jason 2, actually. Yeah. I actually kind of like what they did with the premise of Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, the premise of that movie is really great, and yeah. it set up a lot of really dumb, fun stuff. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think I'm right there with you guys. This is like a 7.5 for me as well. Okay. I... It's not my favorite of anything Freddy, I don't think, but it's an incredibly strong starting point. So you got to respect what they started with and how little they started with yeah. and what they were able to pull off with all of that. And it shows that they really did know how to stretch their money at that point because they fucking had to. There wasn't any more that they could have gotten from that studio. So. Yeah. They're like, just set them on fire. <laughs> we'll figure it out later. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He didn't have a protective suit on. He was just on fire. <laughs> That's just what his face looked like after being on fire. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I guess, yeah, before we head on over to Phantasm, let's take a little break real quick, and we'll be right back. All right. And we're back. Yeehaw. Yeah. I get to tell you guys about the next movie that you watch for a double feature, 1979's Phantasm, which was actually remade in 2016 by J.J. Abrams. Not remade, a remastered. I was going to say, what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, bad, all right, the bad robot thing that shows at the beginning, it was literally J.J. Abrams that remastered this movie. Yeah, it's his company. Yeah. That's what the B in J.J. Abrams stands for. Bad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the way to the second letter of his last name. Yeah. yeah. That's what you have to wait for. <laughs> His last name's an acronym. <laughs> Just like his first name. No, those don't stand for anything. <laughs> Just his last name. Just random letters. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So yeah, Phantasm, 1979. Um, 
if you want to watch this movie, you can find it pretty much all over the place, actually. Um, if you have a subscription to Fubo TV, Philo, or Amazon Prime, you can watch this movie. And there's no like weird kind of like you have to have stars to, in order to watch it on Prime. It's just on Prime. <laughs> stars like, isn't corrupted yet. <laughs> I like how we've just somehow got an automatic thing of like stars is the lowest denominator for watching a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because you can't no. even just watch it on stars. You have to like subscribe to stars and then watch it on another subscription service. No, I it's think bullshit. we established it only existing on iTunes is the lowest. And oh, I yeah. get to have that. Yeah, you're the only one so far. <laughs> I'm the only one who has so far been. Yeah, if you had it on iTunes and you bought it like 10 years ago, you got it. Yeah. Okay. But once again, this is going to take a while to say. If you have a subscription, you can watch it on Fubo TV, Philo, Amazon Prime, YouTube TV, or Slink TV. Or you can watch it for free on Peacock, Tubi, Pluto TV, or Crackle. Or you can rent it on YouTube, Google Play, or Vudu for $1.99. That really is everywhere. Yeah. It, you, you have your options and where to watch it. Whether you have a subscription to one of those or you just want to watch it for free with ads. Or, yeah, you can just buy the remastered movies. That's that what money. That's what me and Sam did. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh, we, oh um, the movie is also 90 minutes long and it is rated R for nudity, violence, and intense scenes. Okay. That sounds about yeah. fair. Which is kind of funny because like there's maybe 10 seconds of nudity in this movie, but it's the highest rated thing that's on here. There's more than it needs. What's more hilarious is that it was actually rated X. <laughs> oh, when it first came out? <laughs> yeah. Um, for like a few scenes in there. Yeah, I remember them talking about that. Because it's not like that crazy or anything. But. Yeah, because like I, I remember hearing about that for the commentary. I guess another little fun fact is like apparently uh, that scene where that guy pees himself and the scene yeah. where the guy has panties in his teeth. Those were too offensive in 1979, so they made it X yeah. for those reasons. To who? <laughs> and to the apparently, back then, apparently back then you couldn't even like see the P thing. I don't know. You couldn't see the P on the screen yeah. or something. I don't know. Now you can. It's for your mothers yeah. protecting <laughs> against adultery. <laughs> sure. Yeah. No one's married in this movie, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the NBA stands for. Motion Picture Association of America. That was close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mpa is weird. Let's, let's just be real. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess I should start. I think uh, before this time, me and Sam were the only ones who had seen this movie. I think I'll try to go from like lowest to highest. Drya, don't spoil your thoughts. What did you think of the movie? You think I'm going to be the lowest? Yes. Hi. What about that guy? Did you- did you hear what he said after the movie? E? Did you hear what he said? I said many things after the movie. He did say many things after the movie. Okay. Well, I think this movie is boring for the most part, but has like a couple of parts that are like really fun. <laughs> One part specific. Actually, anything in the graveyard is kind of the most fun parts of the movie. And then it's just mostly weird. And then I was really, really disappointed with the ending. Okay. Almost not disappointed, but then came back around to di- like it literally was like <laughs> oh that's the ending it's like actually no that's actually kind of cool that they're trying that and then oh they oh okay they weren't yeah. actually trying that yeah so I, the ending almost won me over okay. and then it really <laughs> didn't I, I don't know it's that's fine i have no idea how they made more of these honestly just make up more shit i guess yeah uh, also it's just the entire thing the entire third act is fucking ridiculous in the most ridiculous fucking way possible. It's so insane. I mean, it's meant to be, though, too. Yeah, it's just... Anyway, but yeah, yeah I don't know. It's fine. 
Okay. I don't ha- I don't have great feelings about it. Not you terrible. don't have strong feelings either way. No, no. Okay. E, what did you think of this movie? I think 10% of this movie is entertaining and the rest is pretty garbage. <laughs> quite frankly. <laughs> I there's this like Jerry said a lot of this movie is just fucking boring. And like the part that's interesting is so late in the movie that I don't even give a shit in the slightest. It's it's also just nonsense anyways. Like it gives you like 70 turns as you go through it and none of it felt earned. Yeah, that's they my just, problem with it. Like they actually just kept making shit up is what it felt like. They had they had one script about like ghosts or something and then they just kept making more shit up. And then at the end they forgot about an entire plot point that started the movie. Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, I don't I do not and I in fact don't like this movie basically. Um it's not like the worst movie I've seen even this year or anything, but like it's just not fun to watch for me until like a little bit towards the end. If I could just skip like 70 minutes of this movie, I might enjoy it <laughs> and probably still be just as understanding of the plot anyways, honestly. I think this is a perfect specimen for a 15-minute video essay on YouTube. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I just, no, not not my jam in the slightest. This is the low point of the of the month for me, unfortunately. It's the high point Boo. and the low point I in the know. same day. <laughs> Booey! Um, Boo. So, for once, you can, in fact, say I did not like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> he hated the movie. I did. <laughs> no one has to put quotations around it now. Yeah, you don't have to put an asterisk. Where the asterisk is, this is actually a fabricated lie I used to prove a point against Araya. Don't edit ease Wikipedia now. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. Like, there's an idea somewhere in this movie, and they sure forgot about it. That's That's... <laughs> That's my thought. <laughs> and you wanted to start with me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I wasn't that much different from your opinion. No, not really. You could have flipped us and it would have been fine. Okay, and then Sam, non-spoiler your thoughts. What do you think of the movie? All right, I think you guys suck and you yeah. don't have good taste again. Once again, once again. But also, I think, um, I don't know, I really love this movie. I love a lot of things about it. Um, it, it was made on like a minuscule budget i think it was was like three hundred thousand or something like that Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) so yeah for like the low budget of 1.8 million for nightmare on elm street this had even less sorry go on three hundred thousand and they did all of this and it's pretty fucking impressive in my opinion um but i also have like the knowledge of the movies that come afterwards and i feel like this one is like an introduction and it has such a different like vibe to it um than like the second one <laughs> it really does feel like the pilot episode <laughs> just introducing everybody um but like i don't know i love the soundtrack and i love um i just i love the tall man as a character and like the guy that plays him angus angus scrim angus con yeah angus scrim he's like i don't know he seems like he was such an interesting person and like <laughs> he he was he had this like um old-timey cadence when he spoke i guess <laughs> he was born like 1920 something or something like that yeah. and he died in 2016 i think it was but 
Uh, Old motherfucker. Yeah, uh, he was 89 when he died in 2016. Damn. But I just love, like, how... I don't know. He's just weird, a weird character, and I think he's sort of imposing. And um, <laughs> yeah, I love that, and I love. I don't know. I think watching the commentary really. I loved it before this, but like watching the commentary like really made me think like, wow, damn, fucking three hundred thousand dollars. They did all of this, mm-hmm. and <laughs> it's really cool. I don't know. So I guess I have a and, question like, here, Sam. Okay. What is the tone of the other movies? Because I can't imagine doing anything else with this series. I can. So honestly, well, the yes, second movie. Can. Of course you can. You've seen them. The second movie. No, I've only I started seen the first. watching this oh. last night because um, I hadn't seen them in a while. And I'm going to watch all of them with the commentaries and stuff, too. But the second movie. It's sort of a supernatural vibe. Like, I feel like Supernatural got a lot of fucking inspiration from the second movie. Like, they're basically on the road, and um, I'm not going to say, like, spoilery stuff, but, and they're, like, living this nomadic lifestyle, just hunting a thing in this cool black car, classic black car. A Plymouth <laughs> just, Barracuda. I don't know. It's a much sillier tone to it. It has a much more humorous tone to it. I don't know. It's fun. It sounds like I would like, like the, the second, second one. one more. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't like the second one much, but I like it. And I think it's just, I don't know. Yeah, like I said, the first one seems more like an introduction when you actually, like, watch all of them. Okay. So. And then me, yeah, I I really do <laughs> like this movie. Uh, I think I like how they go along with the dream logic, which is something that you guys seem to not like, but it's something that I seem to love about the movie because a lot of it comes off of dream logic and honestly that's it's even just within the title of the film like phantasm means like um like a very off dream where things are happening that aren't supposed to happen and things are there that are not supposed to be there uh phantasmal force if you will like um one thing that the director said is like uh, one of the few poets actually used that word a lot was edgar Allan poe of like dealing with phantasmal forces phantasmagoria mm-hmm. sure <laughs> <laughs> totally different, but sure. That one has gore. A little yeah. bit. A lot of sex, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I honestly, non spoiler thoughts, I do like the movie. I kind of like with some of the logic that they go with. Because I was pretty, the first time I watched this movie, I was super confused about it, but like, I became a lot more forgiving because of the ending of this movie. Okay. See, I think I'm the opposite. Mm-hmm. I think okay. I'm less forgiving because of the ending. Yeah. Uh, I think it's. I guess there's two different ways that we were looking at the movie then. But, um, yeah. Like, I've only seen the first one, but I like this one enough that I actually went out and found the collector's edition of it and bought all five of them. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, I need to watch two, three, four, and five now. I guess so, yeah. 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 Binge them. All at the <laughs> yeah. same time. If I have time, I will binge them. Just, just, do I, just watch them all at the same time. <laughs> How? You have, a, you have a big monitor. Yeah, just like what? open four, four windows of it at the same time. <laughs> and watch all of them simultaneously. Well, don't you have like 3D audio headphones? You can have like one in, t- you can have two and three in the front left and right, and then four and five in the back left and right. That's how 3D audio works, right? It, it is, but like, That'd be like you're still listening to four conversations all at once. <laughs> be a lot. 
Like, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, like, that's like the same exact premise of like all of us talking about something different at the same time. Yeah, I mean, ex- I guess if you want to feel schizophrenic. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the real plot of the movie all along? No, I mean, if you want, not. I guess if you want to, if you want to feel schizophrenic, play Hellblade. You guys talk about yeah. that that game a lot. It's real good. Game's so good. It's really, really good. Um. Anyways, I guess we should probably talk about the plot for the movie on what happens. Boy, it, howdy. Yeah, boy, howdy. A lot happens that you guys just weren't paying attention to, I guess. What do you mean? That wasn't me? uh-huh. I just couldn't keep up with everything happening. They just kept making up shit. Yeah, right. kind of. Kind of, <laughs> They yeah. kind of did. There was a lot of stuff that they, they did, like, tweak when they were actually um, recording it. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. One of the first things I should actually say while dealing with the writing of this movie, uh, the entire movie was written by the same guy who directed it. He was 23 mm-hmm. whenever he wrote and directed this movie. It was the third movie yeah. that he ever made. And um, he uh, it, he wanted to write a horror movie because like, he wrote another movie that was supposed to be a comedy, but there's like a scene wherever somebody had jumped out of a, or jumped out wearing like a rubber mask and people screamed in the audience with it. <laughs> he said that he wanted to have like, more of that. Like, he liked the reaction that he got from people, so he wanted to make a scary movie. Why did he make that in a comedy movie? I mean, how, how could it wasn't that possibly meant to be, be anything else. I haven't seen the movie. I couldn't tell you why, but yeah, there's just a scene where a guy's wearing a rubber mask and like jumps out and kind of a cheap jump scare. So, probably yeah. wasn't meant to be scary, just something that is surprising. Right. Um, which, yeah. honestly, is just a jump scare. And one thing he said in the commentary is that, like, he he likes scaring people with dumb jump scares and like and i don't know it's interesting because throughout the whole thing like he really pays a lot of attention to like the timing of the scares and stuff like that and i don't know yeah yeah uh, <laughs> i think he put a lot of thought into that and it was not a bad effort i think maybe yeah. i'll say as the resident scaredy cat i did not get scared by this movie Different time. I, I was understandable. Never scared by yeah. It at all. I yeah. I am. I would be hard pressed to even call it a horror movie. I, it's more of like a sci-fi movie than it is a. a yeah, movie. that's like fair. Yeah. yeah, but um, definitely yeah. not a slasher like all the, the reason other why the, we're watching. Part of the reason why this movie kind of jumps off the rails as it does is because the director actually like went out to a cabin in the middle of the woods while he was writing this movie, and like the longer mm-hmm. he spent out at the cabin while writing this, like the weirder the script got <laughs> with him. Because he wanted it to feel like yeah. a weird fever dream. And, like, so, like, certain things about the movie, like, a good example is, like, um, at one point in time, he, like, got done drinking coffee, and he, like, pushed his finger through the styrofoam cup. And he kind of thought of, like, wouldn't it be kind of creepy to have, like, a li- or finger that's disassembled but st- or disattached <laughs> but still alive? And I think, yeah. like, that's where he ca- came up with that idea in the movie. Okay. Like, so, it just, like, the the longer that he spent in isolation in this cabin by himself, he the weirder was, the, like, slowly the driving got. himself insane. Kinda. So it yeah. sounds like he just evil deaded himself. Can you tell? Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's yeah, the reason why you guys kept on saying like this is weird and bizarre is because yeah, it got weirder and bizarre like the longer he stayed in that cabin. It's super weird and bizarre. I think that's part of the reason why I like it. Yeah. And- uh I think like <laughs> why it loses me is like it seemingly is like all the characters in the world acts as if this is like a seem like a very obvious like progression when it just keeps doing so much nonsense and i can't like find any rhyme or reason like like 
at this start, it's basically like, oh, there's like a ghost or some kind of ghostly presence that murdered a guy. And like, that's the start. It's like a graveyard. This weird person is murdering in the graveyard. Like, even it's kind of slasher at the start. Yeah. And it does kind of start <laughs> slashery with, you know, a couple, like, I guess not a couple, two people having sex in the middle of a graveyard. <laughs> and like, when the guy finishes, the girl kills the guy. And, like, does, like, this weird back and forth of, like, between an old man and the woman. See, right. I was busy looking at my phone at that point, so I missed that. Yeah. And that's what it did. Like, it <laughs> kind of flashed back and forth between the tall man and the, uh, they call her the Lady in Lavender, is her name in the yeah. credits. And it just kind of flashes between the both of them, showing that, like, they're kind of one and the same entity. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. it, it goes off with, like, two of the main characters, Reggie and jo- are ready. Reggie. And Jody are talking to each other and saying like they're kind of a trio of friends and Tommy was the third gu- third guy in the trio and apparently there he died from an apparent suicide is all that they know and so yeah. they're at his funeral and Jody didn't want his little brother to go to the funeral because whenever their parents died he had nightmares for weeks afterwards and he didn't want to put his little brother through that again but his little brother wanted to go to the funeral anyways and so he rode his motorcycle to the funeral home to kind of see the distance yep on on every grave there. Yeah. And then the motorcycle just acts up for no reason. It's the 70s. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was before they made good motorcycles, obviously. Apparently I mean, that kid's not a very good mechanic. <laughs> He's 13. He can fix a fucking barracuda. I feel like a barracuda and a two-stroke motorcycle are two different things, though. But I think I say that no, having mechanical knowledge about Probably. these things, too. I don't know. I mean, we might have a point of him not being good, considering he's just, like, hammering the barracuda. Yeah, like, <laughs> at one point in time, like, the, wherever he's, like, trying to fix it, he's, like, hammering where the gas tank is. Barracuda's a car, <laughs> I learned during all of this. Me also, too. for anybody who's listening yeah. who doesn't know what it is, yeah. it's a car. So, yeah, we're talking about, it's. I think it's, like, a 1971 uh, bar, uh, Plymouth Barracuda. Ooh, which Ooh, Barracuda. Yep. That was it. <laughs> I like kind of understood that. There was like an old ad I've seen where it's like, I can't pronounce Baccarota. And like, the, <laughs> I mean, it, it, a bonus E knows things from a weird. <laughs> I mean, an ad's not the weirdest thing to know something from. No. But yeah. I literally thought Barracuda was a snake. And so I just thought that that song was like, <laughs> that's super Ooh, snake. <laughs> I mean, cool. even worse, like a barracuda is a fish. Yeah, that's like the best part. Like, you're already wrong in like the, how we, most of us were wrong in the podcast that it is in fact about a car. You had the wrong animal too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think Dry found out later in life too that um, he thought Chevelle was a band for the longest time, even though it's na- the band is named after a car. A Chevy a band. Yeah, Chevelle's a, a car and also a band. Chevelle number five. Is- Ombo number five. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, we're as on the rails as this movie is. Stream of consciousness <laughs> yep. right now. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> but um. But anyways, yeah, they're at the funeral. Um, Mike, the little brother, is watching from afar with the binoculars and like watches them go out and have the funeral. And like to show like how uh, low the budget was for this movie. Uh, that funeral scene, they actually just got some family members and like, hey, do you want to like be part of the family and, or be part of the scene and everything? So like the yeah. Um. Reggie, yeah, Reggie's parents are in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> in that pa- scene, that funeral scene. Yeah, his father is the priest, and his mother's one of the grievers uh, in the background. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then like uh, people carrying the coffin, it was you know two of the actors, one of the investors of the movie, um, one of the <laughs> one of the camera crew, I think, and then one of the uh, and just like 
I think one a of the random guy they found like on the street. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Do you want to have a hamburger? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess another little fun fact about it: the dwarves that you kind of see towards the beginning that are like kind of running away and like hiding in different spots and everything. Uh, he couldn't find little people to play those scenes because they didn't move fast enough for it. So he actually, some kids that were living next door, he asked them if they wanted to be in a movie, and so he just yeah. put those he just basically put those cloaks over them and had them running around the scene. So screen. he broke the law. Yeah. You can't you can't ask children that question. But no. even no in the seventies you like, could, but not this not or not now. Even like the kid Mike, that's his real name too. Um, he was he was actually um played one of those dwarfs or whatever in one of those really? scenes as well. Or probably a few yeah. of them, actually. Wow. Which, gonna, which I'm going to say as well, that um, because this was so low, low budget, is pretty much everyone did their own stunts, and the director said he was super, super surprised that nobody died. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they crashed a lot of cars. Wait, so that kid like actually just like crashed his own motorcycle? So no, it wasn't the kid that crashed the motorcycle. However, the sound guy uh, was an inspiring stunt, our stuntman, so they asked him if he'd put on a wig and ride that motorcycle. And so, yeah, that scene where, like, he biffs it in the, um, or, yeah, he biffs it in the graveyard is, uh, yeah, they just had the sound guy riding the motorcycle, and he just, like, turned the wheel really quick and flew off in front of it. <laughs> Jesus. I'm surprised we didn't notice. Actually, yeah. yeah. But even, like, um, they do, like, actual driving scenes, which is apparently because he didn't really know how to um, create like a faux sort of driving scene, <laughs> so they just did the real thing. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of it and wasn't was actors driving. In, in one point, he was actually manning the camera, and he was just like in the trunk while they were like <laughs> <laughs> while they were driving the car. Yeah. Wow. While they were driving. Yeah, like uh, that's those scenes wherever you see uh, Jody and Michael talking in the car. It's literally just the director holding the camera in the trunk while they're both talking. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> but there's that. I think probably one of the most dangerous stunts that I could think of is that scene wherever, like, they, it looked like no one was driving the car that was chasing them. It was the director mm-hmm. lying down and, like, ho- like, controlling the car with sticks while he was, like, filming them from the car. <laughs> how, did, how did no one die making this movie? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I mean, there's that. There's uh, also on the DVD. There is an interview where he talks about like some of the setbacks that happened. Uh, there was one person who did die, not during the beginning of, or during the making of the movie, but like afterwards. Um, the guy who actually designed the silver sphere, uh, he ended up dying. He didn't say how he died, but he did die uh, yeah. before the movie came out, so he never got to see the full product of it. I feel like that silver yeah. sphere is like the one thing that I knew about this movie, and it's such not a big fucking deal. Yeah, no, it's the master. I'm sure in the sequels it it's more of a big deal, but in this one it's just kind of a thing. So can I go into spoilers? Even though we're probably there, I guess. Yeah, we're. I, I feel like we're there. I just want. I just want to set out like a quick synopsis of what this movie is. Okay, <laughs> sure. So basically, the plot, or like the plot, is like there's this funeral home. And um, there's a creepy funeral director, I guess, guy, and also the kid and Reggie and what. Uh, um, <laughs> um, basically, like the point is that I guess the tall man is like some sort of extraterrestrial being, and then he like squishes down these um, freshly dead corpses. And like sells them as slaves in other dimensions. <laughs> the way that E put it, and I think he put it better than the movie did, is he pickles people. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he pickles them and then smashes them down so that way they can stand the heat and gravity of uh, the other dimension. Which I like how no they try to explain that. Like, oh, it has a higher gravity, so they're compressed, I guess. <laughs> yeah. To deal with it. Not that they get compressed by the higher gravity, which I feel like makes slightly more sense. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> make, being also, at again. what point do they come back alive? They don't. Like he's just using their bodies, and then he's filling them in with basically alien mustard, so they could be reanimated as slaves. Which it's is really, just really really silly. Just yeah. mustard, right? It, it pretty much, yeah. Okay. Like the yellow blood stuff. Yeah, it's just uh, some of it looked like it was just mustard. I don't think all of it was. Like uh, whenever that scene, whenever he cuts off the tall man's fingers and it, he bleeds out yellow, I think that was something else. But I think like Piss. the severed finger in mm-hmm. the box, I think that was just like it was either yeah, mustard or was... some kind of custard that they put in there. I. And then they think just had it was like a definitely puppet- mustard. Yeah, and then they just had like a puppeteer, like kind of moving it back and forth. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, this movie super cheap budget. This had the same yeah. budget as Halloween. Yeah. And they did yeah. all that with it. Um. But yeah, that is basically the basic c- premise: is the tall man is taking dead bodies and compressing them down so he can make them slaves in another dimension. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Simple stuff. Silly. Why wouldn't um, that be the plot? I guess. Uh, uh, one of the other big side plots that I did want to kind of go into a little bit was like the fact that a lot of it with the dream logic of it is because uh towards the end of the movie since we're in spoiler territory uh-huh. you find out it was all a dream from the kid and that like all this was like a vivid nightmare he had because he couldn't deal with the fact that his brother died in a car accident and so yeah. like a lot of the scenes wherever like his brother is going away and he's chasing after him it's just him trying to get back his dead brother basically and the tall man is more or less just a representation of death of someone who took him away from him mm-hmm. sure, i think sure. if that's what they kept it as yeah, that would be a very yeah. poignant thing. Which, even yeah, that's what I liked uh, about it. But they did do like the whole like, oh, it was all a dream, or was it? Kind of for the end of it. <laughs> yeah. that's where that's where it it lost me, got me back, and then lost me again. Because he literally wakes up, is having a dream with Reggie, yeah. or what? Yeah, because uh, Re- Reggie's taking care of him yeah. now that both his parents and his older brother are dead. Yeah, and he like starts having a talk with Reggie. And he's like, <laughs> it was just a nightmare. None of this actually happened. Go to bed, and then they start talking about how like. He's just imagining all of that and dreaming it because he couldn't stand the fact that his brother died and he misses him so much. And you see yeah. him like visit a normal gravesite and it's like very bland and boring. And then he goes up to his room and I'm like, wow, okay, if this ends right here, like actually I think it was well worth it. Like it made sense what this movie was. Yeah. And then it does the fake out and it shows the tall man in the mirror and I immediately fucking hated it. <laughs> and it did the same exact thing that Friday or that Nightmare on Elm Street ended with. Yeah. Where it pulled him through the mirror, which. Again, yeah. this was first. This was first. So yeah, yeah. Other way around. Also, I feel like this. he did it better because they actually did pull him through the mirror instead of pulling up out a blow up doll. I don't know. In Nightmare, I didn't feel like, <laughs> oh, this is almost like an interesting concept of how children deal with the idea of mortality and stuff, rather than Nightmare, which is ah, Freddy murder. Woohoo! Yeah. Whereas, like in Nightmare on Elm Street, it's like, oh, he's like nightmare and like nightmare stuff happening. Oh, and it's actually, it's still a nightmare, even though she thinks it's not, but it still is. And in this, it's like. No, no, he just imagined all this because he couldn't deal with the crushing reality of what this world is. Just kidding, aliens still. Uh-huh. <laughs> or maybe he so, still can't yeah, deal with so it. Yeah, so this is how I interpret this, is that, um, yeah, the kid is, like, he lost his parents, and he also lost his brother, and, and he's, like, dealing with the trauma of that. So I think the brother is there in his mind, whatever, to, like, help him through this time. Which, also, yeah, there is actually just, weird aliens and dwarves and fucking spears or spheres sorry it's not spears yeah, just one <laughs> spears spheres 
like that's all real that's all real <laughs> um, and I, I will say that um like I don't know this is probably spoilery but it's whatever the very beginning of the second movie it does start off like exactly where the second one ends off or the first one ends off rather where he was pulled into um, a mirror <laughs> you should stop to watch it i guess what? Yeah, no I, um, i'm not yeah. gonna <laughs> i mean i'll watch them i yeah, enjoy sure. these movies probably will but I like the weird yeah. like dream logic that it goes off with a lot of this movie too. Like uh, even with the whole thing, like the way that I saw with the tall man in the mirror, he's seeing him seeing the tall man in the mirror is him still not being able to deal with all of it. Is how I saw it. Except for no, with the sequel, it's clearly just there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it doesn't work. But that, I think that this is also there. going off of someone who's only watched the first movie and it still True. enjoyed it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like, it, I the think the second one is just it. I think. You'd probably have a lot of problems with the second one too, but <laughs> but it's fine. They're all kind of crazy and ridiculous, but that's what I love about them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you look up uh, the yeah, actual dictionary like... definition of phantasm, and it kind of goes with the theme of the movie. Like, I don't know. I think it's like this weird thing where I think it's too boring to be cool because it's really surreal and absurd. But like, that's too what I like about surreal it. and absurd Why? to like want me to follow the plot like for me i'm not saying like, yeah like this is a for it concrete a dream thing. and stuff like i wanted it to go further i i i think it would have made more sense if the entire movie was like the first five minutes and i would have been on board with that but it wasn't like after the first five minutes it starts to get a coherent plot going but the plot's boring yeah it's like haha your brother's gonna get murdered by a ghost lady and then it's not the plot and then it is the plot and then it's not the plot and like i just it it does too much and not enough I think you're too focused on plot here when that's not really well, I don't know like I usually I usually say that about Jiraiya too but like I I couldn't even do it with this movie and I watch stuff with literally no plot so I don't know it's like that's fine I don't know it's just but not like it's I... not my jam this one okay um yeah. I don't know I I don't know like I said yeah. again though this is this movie does really establish like the whole thing it's like very much like a um pilot episode to the whole series yeah maybe again um i don't know i would have like been way more into it if it was more like the last 20 minutes of this movie like if it kept that kind of throughout or at least had a better ramping to that maybe where i because like i like i described it it felt like to be like this kind of boring movie for like i don't know like two-thirds of it and then suddenly it goes insane. I feel like I didn't get eased into that very well, or that it wasn't just insane anyways because it's a dream idea. I don't right. know. It's not. I mean, I think that part of it also has to go with me that like I've had dreams where like nothing's really happening in the dream until something does happen, and then everything's insane. I mean, I have too, but like yeah. uh, those are dreams. <laughs> yeah, this uses dream logic. I don't really get dreams, so oh. I'm a. Uh... Oh my god! I don't. <laughs> <laughs> So you're just a lost cause. It's not like oh, it's not like I don't understand dreams. Is that I literally I don't remember my <laughs> dreams for ninety nine percent of the year. Okay. So weird. <laughs> anyway. Only the one yeah, time I feel when like there's like there's probably more to it if I watch the sequels going up to it too. But yeah, like once again, they did what they could with the money that they had. Uh, another I thought was yeah. interesting fact about this movie is that they originally wanted to try to like you know push this movie out in ten days and film the entire thing in ten days. They were super mm -hmm. disorganized. That didn't happen. They recorded almost nothing in 10 days. 
But because no most shit. of the people were not working actors for this, most of them were like, this is their first movie. They weren't working actors. They're just like normal people. Um, they just had to like film the movie on random weekends whenever people were free. And so this movie yeah, took they well did, over, like this took, movie took almost an entire year to film because they just did it on free weekends. Jesus. Yeah, they did like usually like three days of like really intense going and going and going and then like they took long breaks between <laughs> yeah so like um angus scrim the guy who played the tall man like uh he would get a call in to like do a scene and then they wouldn't talk to him for like three or four weeks and then like hey can you come do another scene and i think which um another thing that a lot of people didn't notice is uh because they did that to him so often he thought that he might be done when they filmed the ending of this movie uh he had gotten a haircut yeah, I noticed because he, he, he looks really weird. Yeah, he had gotten a haircut, uh-huh. so he didn't have long hair anymore. And so, like, they just had to film it anyways because, like, he, there's nothing we can do about it. They can't, can't wait five months to film the ending. Yeah, exactly. They can't find a wig. I mean, and also on that, like, there's certain scenes where you don't really see Mike's face because, you know, he's a 13-year-old boy and he was growing up. And, and he so, like, aged. Yeah, and he <laughs> aged. And so they couldn't really show his face for certain things because he was noticeably older for some of those scenes. Yeah, like like some of the really dark shots where there's, like, really dark shadows over his face yeah, the, yeah they're very purposely tell. there where the mausoleum's mm-hmm. just floating in space basically <laughs> they uh, actually built that whole mausoleum yeah and That's for the marble impressive. they used just like contact paper for the whole thing <laughs> yeah, and well, it was just like a big hallway and they said the floors were really smooth so they could actually do a lot of cool camera work like moving camera work more so in that yeah uh, than they could like outside yeah uh, so the where they built the mausoleum was a warehouse that was meant for you know make, making movie sets. They had just laid new floors in there, huh. so everything was really smooth. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the moving camera work that you see inside the mausoleum could only be done in the mausoleum because of how smooth the floors were. Huh. And yeah, yeah. the entire mausoleum, the entire mausoleum was basically built by some film students who had never done building before. But they're saying mm-hmm. that like it took them longer than they expected them to make it, but everything was really solid in there. So like they said, it was. Almost like they built like the walls of an actual house. They were so steady. Like it took them forever to tear it down yeah. afterwards. <laughs> they just built a house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they pretty much just built a house because they're like, yeah, I built a set. And they're like, okay, we want this to be a good set. So like, let's really put some effort into it, guys. And they put too much effort into it. I mean, all right, here's good. the load bearing. <laughs> so here's all the walls. Here's the <laughs> decor. Here's the sphere that floats around everywhere. Wait, what sphere? What? No. <laughs> I mean, the funny thing about the sphere also, like a lot of those scenes, they actually uh, just had a kid who was a. Uh, like a star baseball player, and they just had him throwing that sphere. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah, they just had him throwing it. And like uh, that scene where it's like going down the hall, you see it like flying down the hallway, it was just filmed in reverse of him throwing it. And so it looks like it's flying down the thing. And they got that in one take. <laughs> and then um, there's actually also another scene that was done in one take, but for a very different reason uh, the shotgun hammer. Oh. Yeah. oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah yeah! Yeah. So like, oh, I think uh, they did like three takes, two or three takes of that. Actually. They were going to do three takes, uh, but what happened is, um, uh, they did the first take of him, like you know, uh, because they just had like a little explosive on the end of the hammer to blow up whenever he did uh did that. The second time that he did that take, it actually blew up in his face, basically. Oh. So yeah. the actor was too scared to do it again, so they just used yeah. the first take. And which you can't blame yeah. him. He's thirteen, and he just like had an explosive in his hand that went off. Yeah. Jeez, also, what? it's connected to a fucking hammer. Yeah. How did nobody die? That's a good question. <laughs> in the commentary, I'll in get, the commentary, uh, the director said that he was super surprised that he didn't hear about people actually trying this, and that he kind of regrets. Yeah, he kind of regretted doing that because he's like, "I'm just really glad no one tried doing that." 
You're like, would that yeah. even work? Like, I have no idea. I mean, we're getting past the point where that's like a realistic thing for someone to try, at yeah. least. I mean, he's also doing, mm-hmm. like, in the commentary, they say, like, putting a screwdriver in the door to wedge it, like, probably wouldn't keep no. it opening no, anyways. No, anything. Yeah. Also, like, it, the it, fact it that the door opened like... inward anyways. Yeah. So, like, it wouldn't really wouldn't do anything. So, it just... Okay, so, there'd probably just be shrapnel and stuff like that. So, it would be work against you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows, though? Like... Yeah, also, I feel like if you, someone tried that in real life, like uh, they die. Well, yeah, for one, they might die from uh, the explosion from a shotgun shell. Also, it might destroy the hammer too, which you'd have flying shrapnel and a flying hammer coming at you. Yeah, yeah. None also, of that would go well. That whole door would probably be fucking busted as shit. Uh, there'd be a bigger hole in the door, and yeah. probably a hole in the wall. Uh huh. Yeah, might not be a door. <laughs> it's not like, that big, but <laughs> but yeah, like it was just like a whole big fucked up thing right there for that happening. Um. Mm-hmm. Also with that, like uh, the actor that like you know got um, the whole sphere scene, like that was another scene that weirdly enough, the reason why the MPAA uh, wanted to rate uh, rated X for that reason was because of the urine that was on that scene. So dumb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So out of everything in yeah, there, a dumb. literal brain bore going into his head and spewing. Yeah, blood. and like basically spitting his brain yeah. out. <laughs> Urine's too much. Too much. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> urine taking it too far. To be fair, if someone power drilled into my skull, I'd probably pee myself too, though. It also just made me realize though <laughs> well, yeah. that Turok. Just took that entire idea for one of their guns for Turok 2. Yeah, they did. Uh, no, Turok 3. Was it Turok 3? Yeah. Yeah, there's the thing that brain bore. That's yeah. literally what it is. Also, I don't know, is that sphere like a security thing? or what? Because like, it doesn't have a way to actually identify friend or foe, apparently. I mean, I, I think it was meant to go by, by quicker for that because, like, you know, Michael gets out of the way and the guy just happens to be standing where the sphere is flying. So. Yeah, I guess I think it was maybe meant to it's be just the faster. fact that it looks really slow. Yeah. But. I don't know, like, I, like, is it, is that the idea? It's like alien security that can Maybe? also just get destroyed by a shotgun. I don't know. Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I kind of weirdly see it almost like, um, like the, or fuck, almost like the beholder that they have for 1984, almost. Like, I, does I it not have it. the sphere in the rest of the movies, Sam? No, it does. The sphere is a a big a part, I feel like. Um, or it's just there. I don't know. But, yeah. Um, they never explain what it is? I don't know. It is what it is. I think it probably does. I think it's just, like, used to fucking... Oh, no, man. Murder? But... <laughs> it's yeah, to make murder quarters here. <laughs> uh, the thing is, I guess whenever but he it, made it, uh, the director said that a lot of uh, people actually called it uh, the first cybernetic vampire. What? Yeah, that's what, what people does that even mean? It. No. What's <laughs> the second yeah, cybernetic he, he vampire? Call, yeah, he didn't call it that. Like that's, apparently that's what audiences called it. It's I don't like, yeah, it's like the first cybernetic vampire. Like, yeah, sucks, right? like, that it is... sucks the blood out of somebody or sucks the brains out of someone. I, just, like, <laughs> I feel like that name implies there's more than one. Yeah. Like, what else does that? <laughs> I mean, if the, this one was destroyed in the first movie and there's more in the sequels, maybe there are more. <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> I uh, just like, suck. It's, yeah, well, fucking, it's the first, this also has the first fucking fuck you door in existence, too. <laughs> with the fucking <laughs> hammer MacGyver shit. Anyway. Um, I don't know. This movie's uh, insane. It, it is very insane. Like, I'll give you that. Like, a lot it is of, insane. Like, That's why I love it. <laughs> like I well okay like my feelings of the movie is like this is an extraordinary movie that probably shouldn't exist but 
by all odds did exist. I'll give it props for that for sure. Yeah. Same. And the with the budget they did, this is actually pretty phenomenal. Like, because what you said it was like about the same as Halloween, yeah, a little less. Yeah, three hundred thousand, same as Halloween. Yeah, and like Halloween's like, oh, it's just shot in like a normal neighborhood, whereas this is like. Oh, fucking sphere aliens and sphere <laughs> aliens cool and dwarves <laughs> and a mausoleum made completely out of marble. Yeah, like uh, uh, the million props to and this a cemetery movie. that was just a park, and they put fake tombstones all over. Yeah. I mean, that's probably the easiest thing to do. Just go to yeah. your local yeah. spirit Halloween. Yeah. I don't know if they had spirit Halloween's back then. Probably not. No, but... they got it from like their studios or whatever. They like took all. Oh, yeah. them. <laughs> I mean, that's a, I guess also another little fun fact is like the graveyard that they made. They literally just like rented out a park for a weekend Good. and shot all those scenes. And yeah. they just uh, they literally borrowed every single tombstone that uh, I think Warner Brothers had and just put them in the park yeah. and made it into <laughs> yeah. yeah and just made it there. So like all those are like yeah. fake foam uh, tombstones right there. Which yeah. is why some of them are like very detailed. Yeah, like, here lies the body of so and so. Loved by all, of family them, of like, none, father of ton. Yeah, and then they just have other tombstones that are just calamity Jane. No, Bush. Uh, yeah, just Bush. Bush. <laughs> <laughs> the director said he was glad it was mostly dark in the <laughs> cemetery <laughs> because of that. Yeah, I, it I doesn't get... look bad, but like you could probably tell it's silly. It's closer. I mean, I was, like, reading a lot of the tombstones. It's like, there's, like, Jane Keller's one that's just yeah. in the forefront for some reason. <laughs> I don't know, Did like... anybody else? Um, there's a scene. Um, it's when they're, like, that one dude is, like, um... wait, is this? No, actually, it might be the second movie. Never mind. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> uh, I watched I... them both back to back. What about the scene at night when they go to the bar? And there's definitely a gun. <laughs> not, not a horse, but a gun. <laughs> not a, it's just the roof. I know. It's called a roof. E. The, I mean, the funny thing about that. The funny thing about that bar. Um, is it a real bar? Thing mm-hmm. too. No, it is a real bar, and the the only way that the owner would like let them use it or whatever is if he could be in the scene so you see him like in the background yeah <laughs> you don't even just, notice just a random dude in the out. background with a cowboy hat that's the owner of the bar nice cool yeah. and then, also another thing i thought was kind of funny because like e pointed out that he saw Dos- uh, a case of dosakis at one point in time i mean that's all i think that's all they're drinking in yep this that movie. is all they're drinking yeah. the reason why yeah. is because uh the brewing company that makes dosakis they had a deal with them of like oh yeah we'll put you as like a product placement inside of the movie if yeah. you like give us free beer for the movie they gave him between 50 and 100 cases of beer for the movie. Did they drink yeah. it all? Maybe. Yeah. He, the director said that um, they pretty much drank that all the time. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. And there's God. just bottles around everywhere. So, yeah, like that's why he's yeah. always drinking Dos Equis is because like they had a thing with Dos Equis of like, oh, yeah, you put our beer in the movie and like we'll give you free beer. Could you imagine that if you're like, oh, you know, like can we have like some beer to drink for the movie? And they're like, yeah, sure. And they just give you 500 i mean for how many cases they give it may have literally been 500 beers i know just like imagine that it's like fuck yeah that's why they let the kid drink it they're like we got to get rid of this beer yeah because there is a scene over a kid just like he just dealt with the traumatic situation just grabs the beer and takes a swig of it i wonder do you know if that's like him actually drinking it i mean that's probably not something you should reveal anyways but I don't think so, no. Like, okay. I think it was just, like, part of the scene that they had, so they probably just had an empty bottle. I think even if he did, they wouldn't tell No, they wouldn't him. say, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, like, they straight up do have yeah. a deleted scene of just, like, Mike, or not Mike, uh, 
Like, Jody, how come you're always drinking Mexican beer all the time? Kind of wow, thing. that's right. <laughs> they straight up had that scene in our, for, like, the deleted scenes. But also, like, with uh, deleted what? scenes. Uh, Dos Equis? Yeah. <laughs> it, like, that, there was a deleted scene of that. That's great. Um, <laughs> uh, besides that, like, that also introduces Jody's girlfriend, which you see in one scene of the movie. Never explain who she is in the actual movie, but that's no. his girlfriend. That's explained in deleted scenes. And also, they have a housekeeper for the house. That is also explained in deleted scenes, but you see here for, like, one quick stupid jump scare I know, in the actual movie. Yeah, so, like, at that point of the movie, it just feels like they're just throwing new characters all the time. Yeah. yeah. Like, so I'll give you that. Like, it's pretty dumb that they do that, but... And then know. also, like, they go from, like, not believing Mike that, like, okay, this is just weird. You're just being a weird 13-year-old to, like, okay, we believe everything you say now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the, the, I thought you meant, like... I mean, at least, like, Jody is, like... He's like, what do you do? And then there's just a fucking finger in a box moving. He's like, yeah. all right, this is weird. You're right. But, like, the, <laughs> the Jody's girlfriend and her friend are just, like, 13-year-olds, what do we do in this situation? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, they, I they know. Are, <laughs> they definitely do not pass the lamp test for this no, movie. No, not at all. Uh, the, uh, from the director's standpoint, uh, he says dr- the main reason. Huh? Robbie, a lamp can't drive a car. I think can't it, it? I think they could have replaced them with lamps, yeah. and it would have been the same movie. Yeah. Uh, for the, he said the main reason why those two actresses were in the movie is because they scream really well, and they needed a good screamer for that scene. Of course. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah they just wanted to use, um, use them, I guess. Boo. But um, yeah. but I will talk about like a few things that they sort of changed up while doing the movie, which is like the lavender lady or whatever girl in a lavender dress or whatever. In the movie, it shows that her and the tall man are like the same people, but it wasn't like that originally. And then um, originally they didn't have it where the tall man was like could regenerate limbs, but they had this fake arm or whatever. Yeah, and it, um, it looked too fake. And it looked too bad, so they're like, oh, well, he just regenerated his fingers. <laughs> yeah, that's just a solution. So, yeah. I don't fucking yeah. know. He just is, just is okay now. Yeah, like this movie, like I said, it, that's what I love about it. Is it just runs off of the dream logic of it, but I think we said about as much as we can about the movie. Let's go with the final thoughts of it. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll go to the real people who hated it to lo- loved it. <laughs> e, Hello. final rating. I don't, I don't like this movie very much. Uh, there's there's some neat ideas again. I'll give I'll give them props for making this in the small amount of money, time, f in like anything they had. Yeah, this movie should not exist, and it's pretty insane that it does. But I still don't really like the movie. <laughs> All things considered, I don't know, like. Maybe there's some other day I watch this and I'm like, haha, he he hoo hoo, alien man. But today is not the day. <laughs> um, I'm I'm giving it a number four. Boo, number four out of ten. Okay, okay, okay. Jeez, dry final ratings. Um, I'm extremely impressed by the behind the scenes stuff, and yeah, I'm incredibly shocked. Nobody's died. Yeah. Same here. <laughs> or I guess actually one little fun fact that I forgot to mention. I was gonna tell E about this because there's a scene where there's a very spectacular car explosion. Uh, the reason why that explosion was as spectacular as it was is because they just happened to know a guy who was uh, doing explosives for another movie, and he had leftover charges. And so they said, like, hey, can you do, like, possibly, like, a car explosion for us? And he's like, yeah, I have a 25-pound charge. Can I use that for the car? Like, sure, as long as we don't have to pay for it kind of thing. And so they let him put a 25-pound bomb inside of a car. to like, So when it crashes into a pole and has that big of an explosion, 
That's why. So they had one chance to get it. They had one chance to get it with a 25-pound charge. Jesus Christ. Yeah. (laughs) They just went way too extra for no apparent yeah. reason. For budgetary reasons. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, yeah, yeah. Th- I think this movie is completely fine. Uh, if the ending had 20 seconds less on it, I would have enjoyed this movie a lot more. Yeah. But I feel like it's a, it was a dream. It's not a dream. It, w- it wasn't a dream thing is lame. Uh, I, I think even... I don't like it in Nightmare on Elm Street. I think it's dumb there too. Yeah. But like that just has more potential for being fun, I think. Um I don't know. Like I'm I'm impressed by a lot of the things they did with the budget that they had. But it's not, in my opinion, a good movie. <laughs> uh it's completely fine across the board. There's a couple scenes that I thought were genuinely funny and I think on purpose. Yeah. And that was great. So I'm gonna give it a five. Okay. Sam's Sam's not happy with that. (laughs) No, why do you always just like want to fucking crush my heart? I don't want to. (laughs) Uh, Do you want to give your thoughts last, Sam, or should I give my thoughts last? Um, I'll go. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I love this movie for things that I've already stated, but um, I I don't. For me. The whole weird ass plot thing, it that doesn't really matter to me. But again, maybe that's because I've seen like the rest of them and um but some of the things I really love about this movie is just the tall man, just Angus Scrim, he's freaking I don't know, he's just a character, I guess. Just the look of him is just like tall and fucking I don't know, man. He's a very he's imposing actually, like, character. Yeah, and I love every scene that he comes in. Because it's just, like, super dramatic, and he just has, I don't know, this presence, I guess. Um, but I guess he was actually, like, 6'4 or something, but at some scenes, they actually had to put him on, like, a box. and <laughs> Make him seem even taller? Actually, I think they actually put him in platform shoes as well, just to they make did. him seem more tall. <laughs> you can see the platform shoes. But, but I love that. I love his fucking line. Boy. Boy. <laughs> one line. Yeah. He is, uh, yeah. He's also you like. You play a good game, boy. But now the game is yeah. over. Now you it's die. It's so great. He's a video weird. game character um, from the PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> Before PlayStation. But another character I really love and that I you really kind of fall in love with throughout the series is Reggie. He's fucking awesome. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and like in the second movie, he's basically like a mix between like Bobby and Dean and Supernatural. <laughs> I don't know. He's yeah, kind he's, of a you know. I don't know. He's, he's great. He's like it's like a crazy chase scene, and like they're going all fast, and you just hear in the back. <laughs> Ice cream man um, to the rescue. But yeah, I really do love this movie, but. Whatever. I guess some people just won't appreciate greatness <laughs> ever. <laughs> you're right. Cat, a, that's my yeah. catchphrase. I don't appreciate I think, greatness I think ever. you're right, Sam. People really don't appreciate great it's showman. You're right. I think you're completely <laughs> correct. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, see? There's two opposite people. <laughs> There's two types of people in this world. People who like Phantasm and people who like Greatest Showman. <laughs> I don't think you liked either. And then there's E, apparently. Yeah, yeah I'm the other one. But. Uh. Um, but um, yeah, I think this is a great movie, and I could go 
back and watch it again. I don't think it's boring at all. I think it's fucking weird and great. And um, if you like good movies, go watch it, people. Um, and I will give it a 8.5 out of 10. If you like good movies, you should go watch Ed and A's Big Picture Show, now available on iTunes. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, I also did like this movie. I did. I kind of like the insane dream logic stuff that you guys don't like, even though, like, I do kind of agree with Dryad. The whole fake out does kind of cheap does cheapen the ending. For it, I do agree with that. I but don't like, mind it's, that. Yeah, I don't mind it either. But I also know it is of the time to sequel bait. Like even movies that didn't get sequels still sequel baited, and it was just kind of right. a product of its time in that sense. But it was also super impressive that. They did as much as they did with $300,000. They actually had pretty decent acting in the movie for people who have never been in a movie before. Like, the only one who was a Mm -hmm. uh, known actor at the time was actually Angus Scrimm. And he mostly did stage plays around that time. And he was mostly known Mm -hmm. as being, like, the older nice guy. And though, so this is the first time that he played, like, an imposing, sinister character, too. And I think he did well with what Mm -hmm. he did because he does have this very imposing, sinister presence about him throughout the entire movie. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's very impressive what they did with the budget that they had of 300000 They did definitely make their mo- our money back. In theaters, this movie made $22 million. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how they, that's how they, they were able the to make more movies. Yeah. <laughs> so it is, like, it is yeah. kind of a niche thing now because not a lot of people have heard of it like of this generation. But of its time, it was very well known. And there is still like a, a cult following almost of this movie of people who do love it. Uh, I do, like I said... For me, like the insane dream logic part of it is kind of, as, even though you guys don't like it as much, I think it kind of makes it more enduring for me. But I know it's also a personal taste of it, but I would also give it an 8.5 just because I love kind of the insanity of the movie. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Just not just not a movie from yeah. any is all. Yeah. Uh, also, to be fair, uh, for Greatest Showman, if it was about a fictional character, I probably would have given it a higher rating. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll just say that. <laughs> I I feel like I gave it like a five or six or something. Yeah, I think yeah, I thought it was just all right. If I were on the episode, I would give it a zero. <laughs> Ouch! I don't think that's a rating we give on yeah. the show. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't think our rating goes that yeah. low. We haven't watched that bad of a movie yet, but they do exist. I mean, like if it existed, I probably would have gave Grease it, but <laughs> I think I gave Grease a one. I think you did too. Actually. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that was fun. Yeah. Sure. That was fun, even though one of those movies wasn't really for me. And the unifying yeah. thing between all these movies so far has been sex, unfortunately. Yeah. That's horror, man. Oh, yeah. That is yeah. definitely horror. I think the funny, th- I guess, one little small fun fact about that movie, the lady in Lavender, uh, she's very old-fashioned, didn't want to show her boobs for this movie, so they got a stunt double for that. <laughs> yeah, she that didn't want to show her boobs, so they got a boobs. Yeah, boob they literally got a stunt yeah. double to do the boobs. So there's, <laughs> in, the, in the credits, I think they have, like, the other lady in lavender, I think, is what they called her. But like, they had her yeah. as uh, they just named her as like the other lady in lavender because she did all the boob shots, and then the other lady did all the other shots with Great. it because she just didn't want to go topless for the movie. What if, uh, what if they just they didn't show boobs because it's not necessary to the plot? Mm-hmm. Ridiculous! I don't know. Yeah. I don't, what are you even yeah. talking about? Everyone you? disagrees with you. E. You're just playing out wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I would have given this movie a three if it wasn't for the boobs. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. E, if people want to get a hold of us, yeah, where can like, they do that? Uh, we got a link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash L-O-I-P. It gives you the links to all our social medias and listen medias. And you can follow us on all the social medias, like our Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, 
MySpace, uh, Friendster, uh, (laughs) Google Plus. No. My yearbook. LinkedIn. LinkedIn. (laughs) I don't think you could do LinkedIn for a podcast, but I can't. You probably could. Like, if it's making money, it's technically a business. (laughs) We just Uh, need to make money now. So we can't be on LinkedIn. Somebody, yeah, somebody please pay pay us so we can get a LinkedIn profile. We have been losing money steadily, actually. Actually, yeah, yeah, just at a progressive rate. (laughs) Uh, We also have an email. The last ones in podcast at gmail.com. Once again, that is the last ones in podcast at gmail.com. Send us your. Send us your mustard fingers. Send us your mustards. Don't do that. (laughs) Your favorite mustard. Send us your favorite mustard. Fingers. Not fingers. (laughs) Send us your mustard with those like tiny corn dogs they make dipped in them. Yeah. Yeah. Mustard fingers. That look like fingers. Damn it. No. Robbie, get us out of here. Okay. Mustard Fingers. That's the name of the episode. Neither of the movies is just called Mustard Fingers. Hidden Coffee and Mustard Fingers. That's the name of the episode. That's you know, I think that's one of the underrated uh, Jackie Chan movies, honestly. <laughs> Robbie, do your thing. So, we're out and about. Please be kind to one another and please be safe out there. Make sure to wear a mask, stay six feet away from each other. Wash your hands for at least 20 seconds. Get vaccinated if you can. But if not, make sure to stay home, stay alone, stay alive. And whether this is the very first time you listen to us or you've been with us since the very beginning, thank you for listening. Thank you yeah. all so much. Thank you, Robbie. Mm-hmm. Thank you, E. Yes. Thank you, Sam. Boy. <laughs> uh, everybody out there, hope you're being safe, like Robbie said. Uh, have a good one. We will be back next week with more spooky stuff. Bye! Bye! Bye.